0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first.
1: 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, January
2: 27th. Good morning, Kathy.
3: Good morning. In the news this morning, Lower Merion native of NBA icon Joe... Kobe Bryant and his daughter were among those killed after a helicopter crash near Los Angeles. The crash happened near Calabasas, California, about 30 miles northwest of downtown Los Angeles on Sunday. L.A. County Sheriff's Department confirmed nine people were on board the helicopter. No victims survived. Authorities have not identified the victims, but ABC News sources uh, confirmed that Bryant and his daughter Gianna were among those killed. uh, Orange Coast College head uh, baseball coach John Altobelli was also in the crash and died. His wife, uh, Carrie, and daughter Alyssa were also on board. Uh, Alyssa was a teammate of Gianna's. Costa Mesa Mayor Katrina Foley tweeted that the dead also included Christina Mauser, a girls basketball coach at a nearby private elementary school. The Federal Aviation Admission said that the helicopter uh, says that it was a Sikorsky seven uh, or S seventy six, and that it was uh, they didn't know the no- the uh, cause of the crash. Bryant lived south of Los Angeles in coastal Orange County for much of his adult life, and he often used helicopters to save time and avoid Southern California's uh, notorious traffic. Even as a player, he often traveled to practices and games by helicopter, and he kept up practice after retirement as he attended uh, to his business ventures. Now, the helicopter carrying him and eight others uh, crashed into the rugged hillside outside of Los Angeles. Was flying in foggy conditions, considered dangerous enough that local police agencies grounded their choppers. The helicopter plunged into a steep hillside at about 9.45 Sunday with the impact that scattered debris all over the area the size of a football field and killed everyone on board. The accident unleashed an outpouring of grief from admirers around the world who mourned the sudden loss of the all-time basketball great and spent, that had spent his 20-year career with the Los Angeles Lakers.
4: So there's a, you know, obviously you have to wait for all the information to come in and they examine the site and the wreckage and so on and so forth, but there's something that's popping up you know, on some of the sites today saying that the pilot was warned he might have been flying too low.
2: Um, uh, now y- I there was a there was another thing that I read in the um, Los Angeles Times yesterday of somebody who was outside having coffee. Did you see this? Uh, no, I, I did not see that. And they heard yeah, a very low flying aircraft, but they said that it sounded like it was sputtering, uh, like it was okay. it was <laughs> in, in trouble. In trouble. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have to wait for this investigation to come yeah. out because it could have been a combination well, of of bad conditions and and bad equipment. It's I, wild. I, because- I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's,
4: it's it's best to just let some time last but. Yeah. We- we yep. always we always want to you know how why yeah, it yeah just, exactly it it, 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 I don't, you know it just defies it just catches everyone off guard and you're like yep. we need an explanation now and it's the uh, inappropriate way to proceed.
3: Uh, So the 41-year-old Brian who perished with his 13-year-old daughter Gianna uh, was one of the game's most popular players in the face of the 16-time NBA champion Lakers. The cause of the crash still unknown, but the conditions at the time were such that the Los Angeles Police Department and the County Sheriff's Department grounded their helicopters. The Los Angeles County Medical Examiner, Dr. Jonathan Lucas said the rugged terrain complicated efforts to recover the remains. He estimates uh, that it could take a couple of days to complete the task before identifications can be made. Bryant's helicopter left Santa Ana in Orange County, south of Los Angeles, shortly after 9 a.m. and circled for a time just east of Interstate 5 near Glendale. Air traffic and c- controllers noted poor visibility around Burbank, just to the north, and Van Nuys to the northwest. After holding up the helicopter for other aircraft, they cleared uh, the helicopter to proceed north along Interstate 5 through Burbank before turning west to follow U.S. Route 101, the Ventura Highway. Shortly after 9:40, the helicopter turned again towards the southeast and climbed to more than 2,000 feet. So that doesn't seem like it's too low. Yeah.
5: Um,
3: the, it then descended and crashed into the hillside at about fourteen hundred feet. Okay, uh, when it struck the ground, the helicopter was flying at about one hundred and eighty-four miles per hour and descended at a rate of more than four thousand feet per minute. The data showed the chopper went down in Calabasas, about thirty miles northwest of downtown Los Angeles, and I think that we have a clip over of some of the emergency phone calls. One twenty-five
5: reporting one acre,
6: one chopper down in medium brush. Can you confirm patient number and tail number? that's negative at this time when i do get some more information i'll go ahead and follow up with you la from willow ic with a nutty we have uh, potential three DOAs. we have lost hill sheriff on scene willow ic is this a private or agency helicopter i'll get right back yeah.
7: so that was early on obviously yeah, yeah yeah when uh you know i first saw everything break on twitter uh you, like you see the first one you're like the hell is it? this? This yep. isn't, you know, this isn't is it real. That's the this, first question, yeah. And so, you know, and then it just it, uh, there was just the floodgates open on Twitter, and then I immediately went to Kobe's Twitter handle because I knew he was tweeting the night before because um, LeBron had broken record his record, and yep. um, and so I was just waiting for him to go, no, this isn't true. I'm here, I'm you know, but it, you know. It, it the first few that I saw break, I'm like, this this can't. No, be. that's this a natural reflex. Yeah. I mean,
4: we live in a different time now, where we're, yeah. we're, we're going to Stuff pops up that's so inaccurate so often that you want to you want to like Preston. We were all sort of saying, oh, let's wait, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah. And then it became readily clear quickly because some of this stature passes, right. and
0: and all the sites are vetting it as quickly as they can. So to that end, um, and I know we're going to talk about it a lot this morning, but uh, what did you guys think about uh, TMZ breaking the news before the families were notified?
3: Oh, it, I didn't
0: know that that happened. Yeah, so um, the well, if LA, it wasn't
7: them, it would have been somebody else. Well, it well, no, could have been the it could have been the authorities,
0: yeah. and, and so the L.A. County Sheriff uh slammed TMZ, and I think uh, had a decent point to make that Whoa. uh the news was broken to them via a quote unquote news organization before the families even found out from an authority. I
2: I don't know. I didn't even think about that. Anymore. I mean, it's it's uh, information is so lightning fast now that. It is, yeah, it but they make, really but concerning. but a
3: credible news source. They they make sure the like the authorities wouldn't have released that information until they spoke to the mm-hmm. to the family. So they must, uh, however, they got the information wasn't probably wasn't through the authorities. But
7: if you you're know, speaking of credible news sources, if you look at the timeline, you know everybody wants to be the first to to break it, right? So take a look at like the first three or four news sources that broke it. They all had like different stories about the mm-hmm. amount of people that that uh, who was perished. Like, initially, you know. it was five, yeah. and then it was nine. Mm-hmm. There
0: were reports that Rick Fox, who was a Lakers player, was on the helicopter. He was not. Uh, so it's it's it, an odd rush to find out information and then knowing what it, information is accurate.
3: Brian's Mamba Sports Academy in nearby Thousand Oaks was holding a basketball tournament on Sunday. Uh, his daughter, Gianna, was expected to play in that. Firefighters hiked in with medical equipment and hoses and medical personnel repelled to the site from a helicopter but no survive, but found no survivors, a Los Angeles County fire chief said yesterday. There
4: was a wild photo, Kathy. Um, just people standing on a corner looking up into the hills seeing the smoke. The smoke, yeah. Uh, unaware, obviously, what it was, but, they, you know, it was a number of people taking pictures of it, and that that later on we found out what it was.
3: So sad. Uh, So in other news, officials at William Penn Charter in East Falls are working with health officials to determine whether an exchange student from China might be affected with the coronavirus. The student is among a group of teens who caught a connecting flight out of Wuyang City ground zero for the illness uh, before arriving in the U.S. earlier this month. The child felt unwell last week, received medical treatment, but is actually feeling better. Health department officials have uh, reassured school administrators that the risk of any of the visiting students or chaperones having the coronavirus is very low, but the test results are coming back uh, in a few days. All right, let's do sports this morning. The Sixers, who beat LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers on Saturday night and have won five of their last six games, are off until tomorrow night when they'll host the Golden State Warriors. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. The Flyers are in the middle of their all-star break, and they'll be off until Friday night when they'll... Played the Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, reaction to the death of Kobe Bryant continues to echo throughout the sports world. Players and teams around the NBA paid their respects as nearly every team playing yesterday took a planned shot clock violation. Teams took turns holding the ball for 24 seconds and 8 seconds in the backcourt in honor of the number 24 and number 8 jerseys that Bryant wore in Atlanta as the Hawks hosted the Washington Wizards guard Trey Young wore a number 8 jersey at the beginning of the game. Many people took to social media with longtime teammate Shaquille O'Neal tweeting, there's no words to express the pain I'm going through with this tragedy of losing my niece, Gigi, and my brother. Kobe Bryant, I love you, and you will be missed. My condolences go out to the Bryant family and the families of the other passengers on board. Sixer Center Joellen Bede wrote, Man, I don't even know where to start. I started playing ball because of Kobe after watching the 2010 finals. I had never watched ball before that, and that finals was the turning point of my life. I wanted to be like Kobe. I'm so freaking sad right now. And former President Barack Obama, a huge basketball fan wrote, Kobe was a legend on the court and just getting started in what would have been just as meaningful a second act. To lose Gianna is even more heartbreaking to us as parents. Michelle and I send love and prayers to Vanessa and the entire Bryant family on this unthinkable day. And that's what I have for you this morning. All
2: right, thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, we welcome you back from the weekend. Obviously, terrible news to get started with, but we'll do our best to uh, move along. And We're going to obviously talk about Kobe later on. In fact, our lone guest today is going to be our buddy uh, Michael Barkham from NBC Sports Philadelphia. We'll talk to him in the 7 o'clock hour, and uh, he'll give us his impressions, and I'm sure he's encountered Kobe over the years as well. Oh, God, yeah. um, But uh, we will get to that. But we have some other things that we have planned as well. Easy money is part of that. We have a $1,000 cash prize, five times today your chance to win. We get to start that, and we'll do it at 8 a.m., and I think you know the drill by now. If not, don't worry about it. I'll tell you exactly what you need to do when we get around 8 o'clock. We have a new word of the week prize as well. And uh, if you've ever wanted to go to the Cardboard Classic, we're going to set you up in fine form because we have a Cardboard Classic Ski and Stay Package. What? I don't think we've ever given this away. I don't think so. Uh, For the word of the week. At Split Rock Resort, and that's two nights hotel on March 5th and 6th, and a pair of passes for both nights for the H2. They have a full-on water park. Yes, they do. At Split Rock. So So you get uh, uh, tickets to the H2O water park bowling, and the movie theater, too. Bowling? You get to bowl. We've done it. Yeah, we've, we have. We've, we've, done, have a, we've done bowling there. Yeah, I saw their setup. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they've got this full arcade game room. They yeah. have all kinds of stuff there. So not only going to the Cardboard Classic, but you'll also get, uh, you know, lift tickets and, and all that stuff. So it should be a solid time for Cardboard Classic. And that is uh, March 6th is when the actual Classic is on. So you get to stay there the night before come out go to the cardboard classic party stay the next night recover the next day get yes. out of there done so yeah it's uh, it's all set so we have that and a few other things that we will give away through the course of the morning as well The grammys were last night obviously a lot of of tributes paid to Kobe Bryant that's yes. that's what after getting over the shock of of you know this guy being gone uh was Wow, a big big event is going on tonight, yeah. the
0: Grammys. In the building where he played, <laughs> yeah. where he yeah. played yeah.
2: and they were all they were going through rehearsals when the, the news hit and I'm like yeah. wow. Talk about having to change things very, very quickly, and they certainly did. Well,
4: there's a point in it, we're going to talk about it later, um, where Alicia Keys is talking about the whole thing. She was the host, and they were able to train the lights on his jersey up
2: in the Raptors. Yeah. It was just wild. Yeah. All right, so we will get to those things and more this morning. Go ahead and uh, take a quick break and come back in just a few. Make sure you stay with us on this Monday. We'll be right back. Mike, what you
6: hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston & Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonAndSteve.com.
2: Hey, it's Preston. Listen, thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. Keep listening to the Preston & Steve Show to find out when we're headed back to Jack Frost Mountain for the 14th Annual Cardboard Classic. And visit JFBB.com anytime for conditions and to view their live webcam. JFBB, where the snow comes first.
8: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show
2: podcast. So the stupid question. We got a four-pack of three-day passes for the Philadelphia Golf and Travel Show and a dozen Callaway golf balls. And this is going to be at the Philly Expo Center on February 7th through the night. So I'm going to do a Kobe Bryant question because obviously we're mourning the the passing of him and and the local ties are strong here, obviously. Everybody knows 8 and 24 were his numbers with the Lakers. What was Kobe's number at Lower Marion High School? Mm. Um, uh, 215-263-WMMR. And let's see if you know the answer to that question. So call now Kobe Bryant's number at uh, Lower Marion High School. I'm going to go through uh, birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. There are a bunch on Monday, January 27th. We'll start with Patton Oswalt, uh, the actor and comedian. Is uh, fifty one years old today. I think he's
4: popping up in a new Marvel based uh, series. No kidding. Yeah, uh, he was on Agents of Shield. He was. Yeah. Yeah, and played twins actually. Uh, but he's massively tied into all that stuff, so they love putting him in. Uh,
2: yeah. In shows. He's a hell of a talent, man. I've I've come around on him. His stand-up stuff, I really, really enjoy now. Do you know what he's really good in? I think the name of the movie is The Fanatic or the, the- Oh yeah. yeah, no, no, big fan, big fan. Really good movie, dark movie, dark movie. Yeah, yeah. But he plays it great. Yes, he plays this uh, football obsessed fan, and his world just comes crumbling down. It's a, it's pretty wild. He Gets his story. ass
4: kicked by one of the players,
2: and there's some Philly ties uh, to that as well. Uh, so he's fifty-one today. Alan Cumming, great uh, stage and screen actor, was awesome as Nightcrawler in X Two. That opening sequence is one of the best ever. Yeah. But best superhero
4: sequences ever. And uh, what's the name of his cologne? Cumming. Cumming. Cumming.
2: This is the next point. He's man. fifty-five today. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Bridget Fonda. Yeah. Of the of uh, the you know Fonda fame, she's daughter of uh, Peter Fonda. What
7: What is she doing lately? I remember her in oh, no. Jackie Brown. Yeah. She's she I I haven't seen
0: a name pop up. Yeah,
7: Yeah, it's been a while. She's in uh, she's in singles. She hasn't
0: acted since two thousand two. Wow, kidding? Yeah, nothing on at least no IMDb credits. Fifty six today.
2: Mimi Rogers. Mimi. Yep, that's right. Uh former squeeze of Tom,
4: Tom Cruise. Cruise and the word is the, the impetus for getting him into Scientology oh, uh, which kidding. I think she is no longer in herself.
2: Mm, she's uh, 64 today. Mikhail Baryshnikov, the actor and dancer. What a dancer. White Knights. you remember that uh, movie. That's impressive. Uh he was also on Sex in the City. He's uh, 72 today. A uh, great actor, James Cromwell. Yes, former head of our union, I believe he was. was a, he? I no, think no, he no, was no. the head of SAG. At he probably gives some in. good speeches. Uh, the Babe movies, L.A. Confidential. He's just <laughs> outstanding in a complete
4: scumbag in those movies, Yep, in that movie, yeah. and uh, the, a wonderful
2: guy in Babe. Yeah, yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. That's yes. right, Mister Scullich. <laughs> I forgot. Oh my God, he's in the Green Mile, the Queen. A lot of great stuff. He's eighty today, so a big birthday for him. Keith Oberman
7: MSNBC anchor turns 61 I still I can't take him Seriously, as an MSNBC anchor because of his association with ESPN. Okay. I'm like, you're a sports anchor. Right. You know
4: you, you know Katie Torr, the uh, the MSNBC? Do I ever. Right. So she's kind of a, uh, an a girl, Preston. A lot of people like her. Apparently, she's dating Keith Olbermann. No, who no who kidding. is this? Katie Tor. She's sort of a, a news... She's a talented okay. newscaster, but
7: she's a babe. She's also a huge Fish fan. There and, you go. Yeah, and she'll do these... Um, she's your perfect girl. She's my perfect yeah. girl, but she'll do these these, like... Minute-long diatribes where she—it's uh, all like fish lyrics and stuff like that. that. I love it. That's the way news should be
4: delivered,
2: exactly. <laughs> in fish lyrics.
4: <laughs>
7: yes, uh, Brenda, you're a fine girl. <laughs>
2: uh, G. E. Smith, former musical director of Saturday Night Live,
7: does he Form- tour with uh, Roger Waters
4: still? I don't know. He's okay. toured know. with a lot of bands. He was also former, I believe, boyfriend
2: of Gilda Radner
4: years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, collaborator with uh Hall and Oates. Oh right? yes, yeah, yeah, yeah years yeah. and years. He's uh, 68 today. Uh, drummer Nick Mason of Pink Floyd uh, is 78 today. Frank Miller, the graphic novel writer, some phenomenal great stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The Dark Knight Returns, Daredevil, uh, The Killing Joke. Yes, great. Alan Moore wrote the preface to um, the uh, The Dark
4: Knight turns and 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 so the stuff he writes he was a fanboy for Frank Miller.
2: And Frank Miller was a uh, Sin City too, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 300. Uh Rosamond Pike the actress uh like Gone her. Girl, she's a uh, psychotic in Gone yes. Girl. Uh and excellent in that movie. Uh Jack Reacher and others. She is 41. Uh, then a couple friends of ours have birthdays. Ah. Actually, yesterday, and I mentioned this because he texted me on my birthday, which is the day before our buddy Ike Richmond, who we've known for ages and ages. And he's, uh, you know, he's been with the Wells Fargo Center complex over there and bringing concerts and all kinds of stuff for ages. So we work closely with him and Sarah Parker. Sarah! Her birthday is today as well, the uh, producer of the Jackson Radio Program. Former intern of the President Steve Show,
4: who has gone on to great things. Now she's the, music
2: director and great like, uh, DJ. She'll be our boss one day. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Station's yeah. all the better for having her on board. Uh, so happy birthday to Sarah and Ike. All right, uh, we'll see if we can get an answer to this question. Um, number 8 and 24 were retired by the Lakers because Kobe Bryant wore those number uh, numbers, but... What did he wear at Lower Merion High School? What was he known for? Two one five two six three WMMR. I will go to Andy for that answer. Andy, good morning.
8: Good morning. How are you?
2: Good, Andy. What uh, number did Kobe wear at Merion? Thirty three. Thirty three. Lower Merion. Hang on a second. We're going to give you a four pack of three day passes for Philadelphia Golf and Travel Show and dozens. Uh, a dozen Callaway golf balls, not dozens. Dozens! Uh, come and tee it up February 7th through the night, Philly Expo Center uh, for the Philadelphia Golf and Travel Show. You can save up to 70% off on uh, golf equipment, accessories, apparel. Tickets are at my Philly Golf Show dot com uh we'll get to more about uh kobe bryant in just a little bit real quick though at the box office over the weekend uh number one was bad boys for life two weeks, uh, in, a row there, two weeks yeah. in a row yeah 34 million 1917 was two followed by doolittle uh the gentleman uh debuted at number four doolittle's not doing horribly not as bad yeah yeah it's, it's not still, doing well but right. it's Not a staggering bomb. Jumanji Next Level, The Turning, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker was seven. Then you had Little Women, uh, Just Mercy, and Knives Out to round out the top ten. Well, celebrities reacted to the shocking and tragic death of Kobe Bryant his daughter, uh, Gianna, which is just so heartbreaking Mm. that that there were a couple of teenagers, from what the reports are still coming in, of everybody who was on board uh, the helicopter and, and another... Uh, coach who had a daughter, same age as Gianna, was on board. With his wife, I believe, as well. terrible. Yeah. Uh, They were on their way to the Mamba Academy for basketball practice in Thousand Oaks, and uh, seven others were on board total. That information's still coming in. They're waiting for next of kin to be notified, and they still haven't been able to do a recovery as of yet because of the remote location of the uh, the crash and being able to uh, get everything out of there, but it's under investigation. His last tweet, as we had mentioned, was praising LeBron James. Uh, he wrote on January 25th, continuing to move the game forward. King James, much respect, my brother, number 33644. Three, four. Um, last night during the Grammy Awards, which we're going to recap in a little while because there's a lot of information there, uh, Alicia Keys opened the show with a tribute to Kobe with a performance of It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday with Boys to Men. You know what I can play? Yeah. Do we have a clip of, uh, of we her speaking because... Obviously that was gonna be really tough to to go. I mean, you're talking about a night of celebration. That's what that's all about and it's not like you're even removed. You're where he yes,
4: worked. Yeah. Yeah. You're right in there. the house he built, as mm-hmm. is referred to many times. And they, his jersey flying up above the uh the, the audience.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and what they had to do because the the news came down while they were doing rehearsals, they had to quickly Get up there. And what they did is they covered up all the other jerseys. Yeah. And they just left his uh, blank oh, wow. and they shine lights on it. So they had to do some very, very quick stuff uh, to get that ready for the evening. Uh, but this is Alicia Keys uh, paying tribute.
9: We're all feeling crazy sadness right now. Because earlier today, Los Angeles, America, and the whole wide world lost a hero. And we're literally standing here... Heartbroken in the house that Kobe Bryant built. And
2: uh, as I said, yeah, boys to men. Let's play a little bit of that. They they got together. They they had to have assembled them very quickly. quickly. Well,
3: and with her,
4: yeah, yeah it was yeah, beautiful
2: though. Yeah,
3: it's so
10: hard to say goodbye. To what we had. The good times.
2: I'm wondering, uh, I'm wondering if they were all in L.A. or not. The,
3: well, they uh, performed later, right? They did, So yeah. I think they probably had a scheduled performance. Oh, I didn't
4: know they that. They performed in a pretty well. Wild... number. when we do the, re- the recap later on, we'll, we'll talk about it.
2: Uh, some other reactions coming from the world of entertainment, since we are in the entertainment news. Uh, there were a lot of people. Bruno Mars said Kobe was a, a real-life superhero on the court, and I'm sure he was... One to his family, sending love and prayers to them. It is heartbreaking. Uh, As Kathy mentioned in in news, Barack Obama said uh, Kobe was a legend on the court and just getting started. And what would have uh, been just as meaningful a second act to lose Gianna is even more heartbreaking to us as parents. Uh, Michelle and I uh, send love and prayers. Uh, to Vanessa and the entire Bryant family on an unthinkable day, Kevin Hart said, uh, "This honestly doesn't make sense. I just saw you, man. This hurts my heart. God, please place your hands on this family and help guide them through this unbearable time. We love you forever, man. Legends never die. R.I.P. to the other passengers as well. Yeah, and sending prayers to their families. Yeah, there were nine people that were multiple COVID stories, out. multiple oh. lives, traumatized. Yeah." Uh, Jennifer Lopez said, Vanessa, I pray for your strength and that God guides you each step of the way through this unimaginable heartbreak. Uh, to the other families who are suffering from this unthinkable tragedy, may God be with you all. Uh, Kobe, you meant so much to so many, and we will miss you forever. Thank you for your work ethic, your inspiration, and your heart. But there's there's a whole list of people, and obviously the sports world Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, Dwayne Wade—all of them are, you know, beside themselves because they they knew him and they were friends, and it had—it's got to be just absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, and even outside
4: the world of basketball, all other sports, sure. uh, he was a massive Eagles fan. I was watching footage of him, yeah. reacting to the Super Bowl victory. It was the cutest thing. He has his baby in his. In his arms, and he's, uh, you know, he's he's trying to
2: react out of his mind, and, yeah. and his wife is saying, "Calm down, you're going to you're to
4: frighten the, the kid." But yeah. uh,
2: and I I got this piece of audio. I thought this was interesting since we're in celebrity, uh, you know, entertainment news. W- right. uh, Jack Nicholson, who never does interviews, never speaks to anybody hardly at all. I'm, I'm not surprised by this that he would that he would give an
4: interview. He sat courtside, yeah. sits courtside all the decades. A massive basketball fan. Heart, you know, every game he'd be there, you'd always see him in the background if ever there's a shot of something going on.
2: Yeah. Uh, so he spoke to, uh, he called LA's CBS2 sports director, Jim Hill. And I haven't really heard all this. I heard just a little snippet of it, but let's uh, check this out. Well,
11: Jim, you know, my reaction is the same as almost all of LA. You just suddenly, where everything was solid, there's a big hole in the wall, you know. You know, I mean, I I was so used to seeing and talking to Kobe that uh, you know, I mean, it it, it it kills you. It's just a terrible
8: event. What what will you remember the most about Kobe?
11: Well, I remember him as, in totality, just how great a player he was. But you know, I teased him the first time we met. It was uh, in uh, in the garden in New York, and uh, I <laughs> I offered him a basketball and asked him did he want me to autograph it. For him? <laughs> 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 he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> One of the things we found out about him is that
8: he had a great sense of humor as well. Would you agree?
11: Yeah, oh yeah, no, he got all the jokes, that's for sure.
8: And we all will miss him and love him, and, and you had a ringside seat. You got to see the best of the best yeah,
11: for a lot I, of years. I sat right
8: behind his
11: jump shot on the left-hand side. I could see him going up, and I could tell the first instant if it was in.
5: What would you like to
8: tell people, or how would you like to tell people what they, how they should remember Kobe Bryant?
11: Well, I, 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 you know, Jim, I'm not a guy who tells people what to do, but uh, I can tell you that I'll remember my I mean, for when I first talked to him, uh, after that first meeting, he called me on the phone and said, Jack, I know you're not going to want to do this, but they made me ask you if I'd be, and he was doing a documentary or something, and, you know, that just speaks to... You know, Kobe's sensitivity, he knows it wasn't this particularly, but just in general, I don't do television interviews.
8: We all, uh, like you, love him, man. And, and yeah,
11: we'll, we'll, we'll think of him all the time, and, and, and we will we miss him, you know. I mean, he just was one of those touched people.
2: Wow, wow. Yeah, you don't hear from Jack. So no, no. It's, uh, you know, big for him to, to come out and speak about him, but it clearly said that, you know, he was a... He's a fun guy, you know. Think of those
4: perennials that uh, lined oh. the uh, the court side. I mean that because oh, obviously the amount of celebrities there is going to be off the charts as opposed to like you, you get them in New York as well, but you don't, you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> They're all there. So we will uh, we'll talk a little further at length with uh, Michael Barkan, who's going to be on in the seven o'clock hour, and uh, we'll cover some of the uh, the Grammys. Obviously, there were more tributes to that. So it's terrible yes. news, terrible, terrible, terrible news. I have a couple other things I'd like to hit if you guys don't mind uh, in the world of entertainment because the Harvey Weinstein uh, trial continues. The judge, Jim James Burke, shut down Weinstein's lawyer Arthur uh, Adala's aggressive line of questioning in, Ford, in, in court on Friday. Uh, the 67-year-old Oscar winner, of course, is on trial for rape. Uh, here's what went down. Kara Young testified about her friendship with one of Weinstein's accusers, Annabella Sciorra, uh, who testified about him raping her in 1994 in court on Thursday. Sciora alleged that the trauma of the assault led to a downward spiral of self-harm and addiction. So this gal, uh, her friend, Kara Young, testified that she noticed cuts on Sciora's thighs I asked her what those cuts were, and if she was cutting herself, and she admitted that she was. Weinstein's lawyer, Adala, began asking Young if Skior's clothes were short enough to expose scars, then launched into a series of questions that Burke uh, interpreted or interrupted, asking him to sit down. So the ah. judge was not appreciating that.
12: Shut up, dummy. Uh
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Burke... <laughs> <laughs> Burke then spoke to lawyers privately. legal ease, by the way. And dismissed Young, who left the courthouse crying. So I think he was inferring, oh, so does she dress... You, you walk around in skirts so short... Provocatively. ...that yeah. you were
4: asking for it. Yeah. Also,
2: uh, Adala's tactics followed uh, Rosie Perez's testimony. She took the stand. Yes. As one of Skiora's friends, essentially, to corroborate her account... Uh, in her testimony, Perez recounted Skiora detailing of the rape, and when Perez pushed her to press charges, he said, I can't, he, I can't, he'll destroy my career.
4: For, you, they showed footage of him going into court, um, Weinstein. He's playing up this invalid thing so much. It's almost, it, You'd laugh if it wasn't so horrific what yeah. he is uh, yeah, accused
2: right? of doing, right. because he's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. So... That continues. We'll have more from that. Queen Elizabeth has appointed Prince William as the new Lord High Commissioner to the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland. Wow! How does that fit on a business card? As the Lord High Commissioner, William is the monarch's personal representative to the Church of Scotland with various ceremonial duties. The 37-year-old takes over from Richard Scott, the 10th Duke of Buchluch. And the
4: the second duke of
2: <laughs> I've no idea how you pronounce this. B U C C L E U C H. The Duke of <laughs> the duke of <laughs> Uh and 12th Duke of Queensbury. That's easier. Uh this all comes amid uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's decision to step down last week. The royals cemented an agreement for Megxit uh since the official word their wedding memorabilia have uh Have been pulled from the royal collection, by the way. There is word that the queen
4: offered them to forego the royal titles prior to um, their wedding, saying that it might be a bit of a shock to her to be part of the royal family. Uh, And a couple of people have said this was an offer that was made. In other words, they were trying to be sensitive but did some maybe interpret that as We, we don't do- want you. Exactly. You're
1: on what? Suits? Yeah, yeah, You're exactly. You're not even
2: on a regular network. But in hindsight, that looks like yeah. charity, to be yeah, honest, yeah, because yeah. of what they want now. So uh, Megan appears to be loving her post-royal life and seem to be uh, driving the point home that she is just as committed to humanitarian causes as she ever was. She posted a pre-royal pick. On the Sussex Royal Instagram account, International Day of Education, she wrote, we highlight the importance of access to education for all. Same
12: uh, as it ever
1: was.
2: Uh, same as it ever was. No, the Duchess of <laughs> Sussex was forced on uh, this both prior to becoming a member of the royal family and now as a patron of the Association of Commonwealth Universities.
4: You know what they should do? They should make Thomas Markle like an admiral in the Royal Navy just, just to
2: just have oh What? That'd be hilarious. Her dad? <laughs> yeah. Put him higher up in the uh, hierarchy. A former contestant on The Bachelor now joins Patriots, Bills, Saints, and Eagles fans as someone disappointed with the results of wild card weekend. DraftKings announced on Saturday that Jade Roper Tolbert was no longer the winner of a million-dollar Daily Fantasy contest that took place in
7: early January. Mm. They yanked it from yeah, they took away the
2: million. No Mm -hmm. kidding. Yeah. So
7: I I need to find out all the details. So
2: I'll give you some of them. Like uh, any normal person would, after winning a million dollars, Roper Tolbert had celebrated on Twitter on January 6th that she had beaten over 100,000 entries to post the Daily Fantasy score of the first weekend of NFL playoff action those tweets have since been deleted. Among the red flags that went up was the fact that her husband, former Bachelor in Paradise contestant Tanner Tolbert... My name is Tanner. ...was a high-volume Daily Fantasy player. I'll meet you by the lagoon. The problem... <laughs> <laughs> the problem wasn't that Tolbert was feeding his wife tips so much as it was the fact that the two could potentially collude to win a competition. How this would work is that the couple would each submit the maximum amount of lineups per contestant allowed, which is 150 in this case at $25 a pop, and make it so that each lineup was unique to the other. Since this was a violation of the DraftKings community guidelines, the company decided to investigate the victory, and they found out that they were in violation. So initially, when I heard the
4: story, I'm like, well, it, it appears that they're just simply playing. Yeah. And, and this, To me, it, it seemed to be the, similar to card counting. However, in the actual rules, as per DraftKings, you're not allowed to do what they did, and they that was that was um, no part of the deal, okay. and they did it, so yeah. they were in violation of the rules of the site they were playing on, yeah. and then they took the. Uh, Took the steps necessary. I don't fully understand it. But I don't. Because yeah. we talked about this before. It, 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 like, when, when someone's card counting, to me, they're just playing the game in an exemplary fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, a, they're able to play the game very well. Right.
7: It's right. not illegal. It's frowned upon. It's frowned it was, upon, yeah. Well,
4: but in that case, they're... You know, frowned upon by smashing your fingers with yeah. a ball-peen yeah. yeah. hammer. <laughs> the...
7: So they're taking money. In that case, they're taking money away from the casino, and the casino is allowed to say whatever they want. Right. In this case, they're like legit taking money away from other people. So uh, so oh. it's it's kind of like cheating or card counting uh and like poker, you know, like poker right, right, you're not yeah. necessarily, you know the the right. what do you call it the the um the pot no the the casino's going to take their rake right. and and so that you know they right. th- that doesn't that's they not get affected it no at all. What. They yeah. yeah, they get it no matter what. Right. So so these guys are stealing money away from everyone participating. Mm-hmm. huh
2: So uh they took it back They took it all back. They
4: took it all back back.
7: to paradise.
2: Uh, Brody Jenner and model Daniela Grace appear to be happy in love at the Sundance Film Festival, according to Page Six. We're so happy in love (laughs) at the Uh, Sundance Film Festival. The Hills alum hit Towel Park City Friday with Grace landing in the DJ booth for a time at 1 a.m. with Jenner spinning and Grace hanging with him. I'm getting dizzy. The, no, they, they weren't, like, spinning in a oh. circle. He was playing music. you are got to throw up. It's oh. a term.
5: It's a term.
4: Just ten more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right.
2: You shouldn't have had that banana split. Dude, if I were to spin around like you would do when you are a little kid right now, I would vomit oh, all my over God, the place. All over the place. <laughs> yes, right agreed. Yeah. Remember that? I... I I absolutely contest that uh, it, that spinning around like that as a little kid is their version of drinking or getting high. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love it. You, you start to on. enter the
4: zone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go back in time.
2: Yep. Uh, so... Isn't, aren't they engaged? Isn't he going to marry her now? She's pregnant, right? Uh, yes, I think that is the case. They were first spotted together in December after romances with Allison Mason and Josie Canseco following his split from longtime love Caitlin Carter... Uh, so, wait, no, it says they were first spotted together in December. What? Oh. I don't think they're engaged, Steve. That's a little quick, right? I think she's pregnant, though. But. What? Brody's brother, Brandon. Jenner. (laughs) Brody's brother, Brandon? That's right. Brody's. is Is engaged to his pregnant girlfriend. Here we go. Kaylee Stoker. Right, that's the one. That's the love that we need to celebrate. Love for all times. The other ones are just stupid people spinning.
4: Hey, look, I'm spinning too.
2: Uh, he shared the happy news on Instagram, uh, simply writing, it's official. Whatever. Yeah, and uh, it was next to a video of them looking ha- happy and dancing around the room. Ah, uh, so magical. Two dancing, the other one's spinning, so... Uh, They're basically idiots. Nick has pulled up a series of Instagram photos. Who's this, this girl? This is the
0: uh, the Brody one, Daniela Grace. Hello, she, she's an Instagram model. Uh-huh. Of course, she is. Wilhelmina Models, which is a top modeling agency. But um, she's she's a fine thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So anyhow, my boys did all right, but there are a couple idiots. There's love all around, apparently. Uh, let me see. What else do I have time for? Something else? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I know we got a lot. It's got to go. be Come a on.
7: really good one. Um.
2: Uh, just okay. rifle through them. Okay, oh, and the mountain pick one. A really good one. So, how about this? Ewan McGregor is addressing recent reports that have claimed his Obi Wan Kenobi series for Disney Plus is dead in the water, but he and director Deborah Chow are countering the reports and saying the series has just been pushed back huh. over, over scripts. He said it's not been on hold; it's just been pushed back a little bit. The scripts are excellent, and they just want them to be better. He said. It's called How I Met Your Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, so, How I Met Your Jedi. <laughs> so we we just pushed it back, but it's not, and then he stopped and he said, it's very dramatic, it would seem online, there's all this S online about it, but it is only just slid back a bit, and we're still shooting it, and I think it will still be aired when it was meant to be, and I'm really excited about it, it'll be uh, fun to play again. I
4: days. believe they're going to absolutely follow through with this, especially in light of the
2: success of The Mandalorian. And he was great. He was great. great in those movies. He was probably the best part of those movies, to be
4: honest. Was the thing, that, the one thing that held those movies together. But it's good to space it out because we
0: are on Star Wars overload stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's like great. too much. Give it some time to breathe, and people will appreciate it more. I would agree. All right, we're ready to hit some clips. clips.
2: Uh, Let's see here. The neighborhood. In the neighborhood, a white Midwestern family adjusts to moving into a predominantly African-American section of Los Angeles. And in this clip, Cedric the Entertainer discusses the importance of working with the show's creator to depict authenticity
1: in the show, our creator Jim Reynolds, a great guy, who he, this was his life experience, and so when he was writing the story, he was writing it from the white guy, and he thought he was being Accurate. authentic to the black guy. I was like, right. no. no. I was like, <laughs> so when when we became uh, partners on it, it was more about like, all right, let's figure out what we both want to say in this situation, and then we'll have a show. I
2: don't, I don't want, I don't think I want to see it. Airs tonight at eight on CBS. Here is the next clip. The best contestants go head-to-head to, head to determine who is the world champion in America's Got Talent, the champions. And in this clip, host Terry Cruz discusses how joining the show has changed his life. Here we go.
0: You know, once the NFL quit for me, you know, I started acting, but you don't get the crowd interaction. You don't get that kind of love. And AGT for me provides that it's like literally the energy the the, the crowd it, it feels like the super bowl every episode yeah
2: america's got talent the champions airs tonight at eight on nbc 10 and our inspiring and motivating conversation with terry Crews in the studio last week is available now on preston and great interview if you missed it you will want to see and hear that uh he was fantastic yes always so much fun love him yeah so uh check that out when you get a chance all right, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in uh, just a moment or two. Our friend Michael Barkan is going to pop on. We're going to talk about, uh, obviously, Kobe Bryant and the tragedy that took place yesterday. Uh, we have those things and more taking place this morning. We do have stuff for you to win. We'll get you more details and all that coming up in a bit. Stay
1: with us. The President's Dean Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Now. 93.3 now. WMMR. Now. Everything that rocks. We were all,
2: all of us, everybody listening as well, blown away by the uh, the news of uh, Kobe Bryant and the tragic death of him and eight other people uh, yesterday. We uh, we started exchanging texts in the afternoon. I think it was Casey or Marissa was, uh, one of you guys was the first to send it out amongst our our group. And I, I clicked on it and, you know, I'm I'm looking at it and, you know, and I'm, I was with my family when yeah. I got it. And I was like, oh, my God. And, of course, yeah. I had to share the news. And then I I went on the uh, the Twitter account, and then a lot of people were commenting. Wait a minute, this is hacked. TMZ site has been hacked, and so on. So I started yeah. searching around, and the news hadn't hit the main feeds yet. And I was like, well, maybe this is, you know, maybe this didn't. Maybe legit. it's not. You yeah, know, because exactly you want to you want to approach it cautiously. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the article in the Los Angeles Times and the New York Post, and I'm like, okay. Verified. This, this really happened. Yeah. And it was just, uh, just horrible, man. And the, and the numbers, as is with a lot of tragedies, the numbers increase because at first it was, you know, five people. And I was already like, oh, my God, that's a lot of people, you know, that uh, died in this crash. And now it's up to nine. It's just, uh, you know, just horrible. Uh, it just... Shocking, 41 years old, you know, I mean, that's, in a, a 13-year-old, there were a couple of teenagers that were killed.
4: And, killed. and listen, we've had, we, you know, things like this pop up periodically, sadly, and, and they always throw you for a loop, and, and it, you find it hard to remember how you felt the last time, yeah. so, I mean, the, the Neil Peart information came out of the blue, and that was one person, but obviously... It, you know it was it was it was wild for you, Preston, and a lot of people were just were leveled by this here in this case, this story of him with his daughter, especially in light of video oh that had just recently surfaced of him as clearly a very proud father, yeah footage of him on Jimmy Kimmel talking about i 'm passing the baton to my daughter, and she 's oh, got man. it she 's going to go
2: all the
3: well, wait and how th- people would say to him oh you got to have a son to carry on your legacy and no. he said that his daughter would kind of be like nope i got that. I Don't got worry it. about it
2: yeah the, the pride level here's him uh talking about uh, his three daughters on the tonight show here we go
6: you have three little girls now yeah
2: three little girls
8: 14 14 10 and four months four months yes oh
13: my gosh yeah, we're, we're both months. in a team no sleep right now yeah right? no it's, sleep yeah absolutely yeah. but all girls too you know there's no 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 male figures in the house nope. besides you Nope. A dog, a pet, anything? Well, there's one dog, but he's a dwarf lab, so he <laughs> doesn't have much say so in the house, <laughs> I guess. Say so. no.
7: Yeah. Do you get to uh control the TV or that's gone? No.
4: Not no, I think I do until they actually
2: come in the room and then
0: it's yeah. Time. Give it up.
13: Yeah. What are you What are you
2: watching now? Like Teen Nick and stuff? Yeah. Well, you know we're uh, we're we're big on Disney, man. So yeah. Like uh, exactly. One of our favorite shows,
4: Stuck in the Middle. We'll watch that all day long. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, watch yeah.
0: that too. It's just always we are singing the
4: songs and stuff. We're yeah, all I know. Where they're kind of singing and dancing. I'm, so, I'm stuff. happy.
13: We're, and I'm not saying it's bad at all, but I'm so happy. I'm over. Dora the Explorer. Oh, yeah. I, I love her. I love Backpack. I love the whole Let's thing. Let's go. No no no,
5: no, 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 no. No, no, I'm never going to get out of my head. Oh, come
2: on. So he, was, he was full deep oh. into being a dad of, of yeah. girls, and wow. Uh, we have a couple other clips before we go to our guest. Uh, like, here's. Um, uh, his final uh, game in Philadelphia, uh, this was in 2015. Here's a little bit of that.
7: At a 17-time.
2: This is uh, this is our buddy Matt Cord doing the uh, the introduction, yeah. by the way. Let me back it up.
7: At a 17-time, NBA All-Star, the third highest scorer in NBA history, the 2008 MVP, two-time NBA Finals MVP, five-time NBA champion, a
6: 6-6 guard from Lower Merriman high school where he won the title in 1996 number 24 Matt really
0: teamed
7: <laughs> yeah, up for him. a man. Philadelphia crowd, by the way. Yeah, yeah I went to yeah, that game. It exactly. was during
0: camp out for Hunger. Uh, I believe the Sixers were like 0-25 at that point. <laughs> they, they they started the season off terribly, And uh, but I knew that it was going to be Kobe's last game in Philly, oh. uh, and so I went across the parking lot and watched uh, Kobe's last game in Philly. I sat way up high, uh, but it was cool to be in the building for his last game in town. That's amazing. Here's a, a clip of him
2: after the game uh, thanking the fans.
8: This has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um... You guys will always be in my heart, and uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys, and uh, thank
1: you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. God, I love you guys, and uh, I love you guys. Wow.
3: He had some things in his past but seemed like he was a really nice guy. So I, we had a, a friend who played basketball with him, played with him, L.O. or Marion, and um you know, hadn't spoken to him in years, um but when his mom passed away, Kobe sent flowers to the funeral. Oh man. Like just see, you know, he said yeah. he, he he was still a nice guy. And very he, he we were talking to him the other day about or yesterday about him and he said very competitive, which is, you know, everybody sure knows that, expect- but he said oh, even yeah. back then, like if he would if if our friend would miss a shot, he would go over to him and go I'm going to kick your ass if you don't take this. Like, don't miss that again. (laughs) I I saw
4: a report, uh, well, a a clip of him last night. I think he was talking to Robin Roberts, and he was saying his usual practice that he put on himself was he had to do a minimum of of 1,000 shots, uh, you know, on on basket a day. Wow. Uh, 1,000.
2: Wow. He was an unbelievable competitor. Uh, so we wanted to uh, get somebody from the sports world on to, uh, to speak about this. And uh, uh, obviously our good friend uh, Michael Barkan said absolutely. So we are going to welcome him from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Michael is here this morning. Hey, Michael, how you doing, man?
8: Good morning, everybody. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I, I Obviously I, I'm not as an early a riser as all of you uh, in your schedule. And it's kind of like you go to sleep. And you know, I'm sure we've all had this in our lives. And you go to sleep and you wake up and there's that split instant what. Once you get up, you're like everything's fine with the world, everything's okay, and then you realize it all just comes flooding back and yeah. hits you yeah. like, between the eyes. And that was the situation for me this morning. The, the Matt Cord introduction you played, I, I love Matt. He is one of the most brilliant um, public address announcers that there is, certainly in the NBA. But I don't know. I'm sure you know what Matt Stick is. Is that he will not introduce <laughs> or, or announce mm-hmm. an opposition member with any kind of gusto or fervor <laughs> ever. You know, yeah, that's Matt Steele. Yeah, doesn't matter. Michael Jordan, Kevin Garnett, and, and Kobe Bryant too. Kobe Bryant, you know, and and he, I, I lost it yesterday a little bit on the air as we were talking about it because Matt treated Kobe like he was a Sixer and then some in that introduction, and certainly. So well deserved after what a career! My goodness, uh, and and I, I just thought that was a it was a beautiful touch. You couldn't have done it any other way, but introduce him like that. And we remember that it was not all uh, hugs and kisses between the Sixers fans and Kobe Bryant. I don't know that Kobe ever held anything against uh, Sixers Nation. Certainly, he he's from here, but but I think in two thousand one with the NBA Finals. And he said, I'm going to cut your hearts out. And he also said words to the effect like, you know, I'm, I'm really not even from Philadelphia. Yep. And some forget that. He, not just the cut your hearts out part. Right. But I'm not really from here. You know, I'm from L.A. now. And I grew up in the suburbs type of thing, which is what his detractors had said all along. And so that was all the fuel for the fire that anybody needed. And people went nuts. But through the years, as, as happens, the, the sharp edges get rounded off and the and pieces is made. And, and and appreciation really is is um, is seen, and this this guy was just absolutely amazing. And and when someone like that comes from where you're from, when he's in your midst, it's um, it's it's a really special thing.
4: Well, there's there's complete legitimacy to to uh, you know claiming him, him as as uh, Philadelphia's own in a way. Although you know, they, obviously there there are there were steps throughout his life, and he obviously ended up not playing here. Uh, you know, professionally, but, but still you're right about time tends to round those edges. And there, you know, as, as Kathy alluded to there other things in his past, and, but the, the the man of the present and the family man and, and the, the, um, you know, countless, uh, nice gestures that we're now hearing about, sadly, a lot of times you only hear about them after people pass. Um, yeah. uh, but, uh. You know, paints a picture of a guy who is really uh, a family man and a guy who is ready to take that next turn and foster what appeared to be his daughter's pretty formidable basketball skills.
8: Uh, she was she looked to be amazing, and I did not see her play with any regularity. But I heard the quote you just played the, the clip. I think it was Jimmy Fallon, but there was also uh, one on uh, from from Jimmy Kimmel. And, and um Kobe says that that many would come up to him and say oh it's a shame you didn't have a boy so you can carry on the family mantle of, of superstardom superstar and and his daughter would be with him and, and would say yeah so michael in 1996
0: i um, i graduated from Conestoga High School and uh, they played Lower marion twice a year and my grandfather was a big basketball fan and he said listen um we got to go see Lower Marion when they play Conestoga. And it was because, obviously, of Kobe. And so Kobe would play in these high school gyms, and the, they won states that year. They were dominant. But every now and then he'd get in a little bit of foul trouble, and and so the coach would take him out. And slowly Conestoga would kind of work their way back into the game and, and get the score a little bit closer, a little bit closer, and then they'd put Kobe back in. And then, of course, Lower Marion mm-hmm. would, would go on to romp and, and destroy. And But, man, what, even in high school, even in 1996 – Watching him play, uh, you knew that this was something special, and uh, he went right from high school to the NBA. What were your first impressions of Kobe, uh, and and when did he first work his way onto your radar?
8: He first worked his way onto my radar when he was in high school. I I was um – in 1996, we were living in Boston. We worked five years. Uh, my wife and I were up there. We worked at a television station up in Boston. I had been at Channel Three and gone up there. and my father-in-law and mother-in-law lived in Havertown. They still do, and they live on Powder Mill Lane. and uh, my father-in-law would go work out at the, at the JCC uh, on, uh, on Haverford avenue. And, and Joe Bryant, Kobe's dad, was um, uh, I don't know he, he he worked there at that time at the JCC. And my dad would go. My father-in-law would go in. He'd work out. He'd walk the track, and um, he would talk to Joe. The two of them would, would uh, kibitz for a little bit. And Kobe would be there, uh, and not infrequently. And he'd be shooting in, uh, at the baskets at the gym at the Jewish Center. And and um, everybody knew that Joe Bryant's kid, that Jelly Beans kid, was going to be uh, a future NBA player, if not then some. And it turns out to be then some. And and there's a there's a park, a small little park. Uh, in Habertown. You walk down Remington Road, and the Bryants lived on Remington Road. You walk down Remington Road toward Powder, Powder Mill Park, and um, Swissahicken Creek runs behind. It's beautiful, beautiful spot. Tiny park, and there's two hoops there. And Kobe will walk down there, ball under arm, and he would shoot. Um, uh, from time to time down there. And the, those are the imprints that are left that we say, hey, Kobe Bryant, you know you're a legend. <laughs> and you say, hey, see that park right there? Kobe Bryant used to shoot hoop at that park. But I remember when we were in Boston, my my father-in-law saying, you know, Kobe Bryant, Joe's kid did blah, blah, blah. He scored this, this and, and, and that. And, and then, of course, remember the R&B singer Brandy yeah. and took her to the prom. Right? Yeah. yeah, that was a big deal. I yeah. remember yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, and then last night I got home, and um, and Ben Davis himself, uh, what nineteen ninety five number two overall pick in the Major League Baseball draft. Ben went to Malvern Prep, and and his senior year they played against Kobe Bryant at Lower Merion High School, and Ben sent. Uh, Amy Fadul and and her husband Sean Kane, who also is one of our producers, produces the uh, Phillies' pre and post game. And by the way, Sean said it sums it up for a lot of people. Sean said this is the saddest I've ever felt about the death of somebody that I've never met, mm-hmm. and I think that, that really that really sums it up. And but but anyway, Malvern Prep uh, played Lower Marion. 71-64, Lower Marion 1, and, and Ben wrote, I hit 20 points that day, and he said, must have been the worst game I had all year, <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, but Kobe had 36 um, against Malvern Prep that day. So, And there's stories like this, not just from Ben, but they're going on all around our area right now and one more thing about him not being from philadelphia because we had mark jackson on the, the temple star former sixer uh, roman catholic high school and very close friends with the with the bryant family and with kobe and, and he said this kid would come into philadelphia play on all the playgrounds play at augustine lake uh recreation center with all the nba players in the summers and and to me, that's a Philadelphia guy. I don't care if you're coming in from Lower Merion. If you're taking the, the the courts in Philadelphia every single day, then you're a Philadelphia kid uh, as well. So, so well, and he, you can...
3: there are a few pictures of him wearing like a McNabb jersey and then one with a um, an Eagles hat on. I don't know if that was after the Super Bowl win or or what, but I mean, he seemed to uh, still act as though he was from Philly.
8: Yeah, oh absolutely, Kat. I, I think he thought he was from Philly, which is a, which is an important thing to note. And there's that video we've all seen by now, which his wife Vanessa took after the Eagles <laughs> won the Super Bowl. He's holding their their brand new daughter, Capri. Um and he's he's geeked like the rest of us, <laughs> running around his family room, going, Whoa! you know. And it, that, it's that,
4: the and best. Yeah. yeah. And his wife has to say, be careful, you're going to scare the baby. But he was trying exactly. to contain it. His level of excitement is so huge. You you can find – I wanted to ask you, his, the, the, his, his family and his dad – you mentioned his dad. They had sort of a, a, a protraction. I believe they lived in Italy for a while. Yes, um, they did. And, and then it, 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 explain a little bit of the genesis that led him here to play.
8: Well, they were here, obviously. I, um, I believe Kobe was born here. Joe was still playing basketball. Uh, in the NBA at the end of his career, and he wanted to try to extend his career, and he went over to Europe to continue to play. And he played uh, in Italy for, I don't know, five, six seasons or so, and at such time that he felt his career was over, he gathered up his family, and um, and they came back to, to the area, and they settled in the uh, in, uh, Haverford Township, and and uh, Kobe ended up going to Lower Marion School District and, and Lower Marion High School. So, but but while over there, he, pl- he played soccer, was pretty darn good at it. Uh, learned Italian, sp- spoke it fluently. He, I, b- I believe he spoke um uh, several languages, not not just Italian and English, wow. but the, but, the, but there were other languages. In fact, there was an I think it was a Nike commercial some years ago that he did where he spoke only Italian in the yeah, commercial. I remember and, that, and it was just wild to, to watch. Um, but the other thing is, when when you when you see him and you feel like you know him, and then you look at the 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 stretch that his tentacles of fame had, and, and how everybody felt that that uh, they knew him. Last night or early this morning at the Australian Open, which is the start of the of the Grand Slam tennis season uh, in Melbourne. Uh, Nick Kyrgios, who who is from Australia and and who's uh, a somewhat controversial player. He's a good player. Uh, Always gives it to Rafael Nadal. He walked out on the court last night with a Kobe Bryant jersey in tears. That's in Australia. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And uh, Neymar, the soccer star, um, who, um, uh, you know, he's world-renowned and uh, World Cup star, Premier League. He played European League star. He... he, um, he went up to the, to the end zone and, and flashed two and four on his fingers for, for, and then a little a prayerful bow uh, to, to Kobe's memory. So, oh. I mean, this is, this is just uh, far-reaching. Far that's, that's, that's the kind of effect that Kobe Bryant had. And when, when you're from Philadelphia and you feel like you know him, even if you ha- haven't met him, I, th- I think that there are many who, who are really hurting uh, uh, this morning and who will be hurting because Kobe's one of us. So you the know?
0: juxtaposition of all of it, I, I found really striking as well. Because uh, on Saturday night, I, I watched, uh, like many people did, watch the Sixers play the Lakers and and play really well against the Lakers um, and win the game. But LeBron passes Kobe uh, all time scoring list in Philly, wearing a Lakers jersey on Saturday night. Cody uh, Kobe immediately tweets about it, congratulating LeBron, and then uh, what? Less than twelve hours, or, or you know, in, in short order, Kobe's gone, and I just I couldn't. I, I, I was thinking about Kobe on Saturday night, watching the game, and what a great player he was, and what what a great player LeBron is. And then the next day, uh, Kobe dies in this horrible accident. And and just as a basketball fan, it just was really odd having those things happen in such uh, quick succession.
8: Yeah, I mean, if if someone can explain the meaning of that to me, Nick, someone, please. I I, I just uh, I, I'll never understand that. And uh, and also, you, you know, before Kobe passed, I sat there and watched. Um, ESPN talked to uh, talked to Le- LeBron after the game, and um, LeBron said, "You know, look, <laughs> any conversation that includes Kobe, Bean, Bryant, I am I am happy." To be a part of, but he talked about first meeting Kobe. He talked about being in high school and playing a basketball game in New Jersey. I think it was I think it was um, in Trenton, and um, it was the NBA All Star game was Philadelphia. It was 2002, and LeBron and Maverick Carter, still is one of his best friends, drove down from New Jersey to uh, I think it was the Four Seasons of the Ritz in Philadelphia to Kobe's hotel room, and Kobe took him in and they talked for a while, and Kobe gave him a pair of his sneakers, and Le- LeBron said. Uh, Kobe was a 14 and I was a 15 but I jammed my feet into him anyway.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and I,
8: I wore him, uh and wore him out probably and so so there was that um that side of Kobe as well which I also think is important that he uh, Mark Jackson said this last night during our coverage on NBC Sports Philadelphia was was that if you wanted to learn Um, If you were there because you wanted to learn about the game, that Kobe was all too happy to teach the game. And and we had some clips of him at Lower Marion coming back. He was 10 years into the NBA, 27 years old. So certainly not a kid, but still a very young man. And and he was just showing all these Lower Marion kids how the games played, how to box out, how to get positioning on your guy. It was one little kid. He was he was trying to show them how to create space. If someone's on you, how to kind of get free to get your shot off. And and this little kid is is uh, is uh, got the ball and Kobe's guarding him, and he's just telling him, you know, "What do you need to do? What do you?" And finally, the kid just gives him a shove. He's like, "That's it. That's it." And, and it, there's, there was just a a, com- a commonness, and I mean that down to earthness uh, about Kobe that that was so special, and you don't see in superstars like that. And certainly with respect to being in philadelphia i mean he's just he was just kobe he was joe bryant's kid uh and and always will be in the minds of many it's
4: it, um, it's wild you know mentioning about this the shock of hearing it and and you know going from from the um the the experience of having that uh, that milestone his his record broken the night before and within 12 hours he's he's gone uh, but I, and i've heard a number of people and a number of uh, reporters and, and 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 other people for some reason sports tragedies like this an athlete in transit and, and there's there's many stories you know many stories where this has occurred and, and and you know statistically you have that many people traveling that often it it's going to happen but there's just something about this that sort of seems uh, you know you know destined to be you know sports lore and and legend and and uh that that he passed this way, and and did it bring to mind any other experiences? You know, when other athletes have have passed, and you know, team, entire teams, and stuff, it it it, it puts you in mind of all those, and and the feeling that you had when when uh, you know they, they those events occurred. Did, were, did it did it make you think of that as well, Michael?
8: Um, no, not not so much that, Steve, but it, just the, the, this. There was a sweetness of the relationship, be, certainly, uh, and then some. Yeah, the, the relationship between Kobe. And his daughter gianna uh, and and um there's there's another video that maybe you've seen that came out over the past several weeks um of the two of them sitting courtside i don't know if it was during a game or during a practice, and they're leaning almost head to head yeah he's got his arm outstretched and he's pointing at some things on the court and he's explaining to her something uh, you would think about about playing basketball and see watch when he does this and see how the guy cuts this way and see and 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 it's um you know it's it's just Father talking to daughter. Well, and,
4: well, and, a few um, people pointed out that she, as he was saying that, she started to complete his sentences. Right. And he was <laughs> yeah. so proud of that that she was getting it. Yeah.
2: I, I, yeah. The thing that, that was affecting me the most was, uh, you know, it is is this, here's a guy who's still in the prime of his life. Yeah. Um, you know, past his professional career, but still as a, as a human being in the prime of his life. Um, but but, the thing that got me the most here, here's here 's somebody who 's just starting out and has yet to live a life his yeah. daughter the thirteen year old at least Kobe had lived one of the most best lives you could possibly live, yeah. and this girl was just getting started, and it's just a tragedy, and, and all the other people that were in that aircraft it would as be well. It's absolu- just
4: heartbreaking. Yeah, man. Preston, absolutely the last thing, the last thing, the most horrific thing he could imagine he would, would be this. Yeah, For yeah. him for him himself, I'm sure, you know, sure, he'd be, not that he'd be fine with it, but his daughter, no, and that's that That really is what makes it so
8: staggering. Yeah. It, it, it is, and, and it be, be. You know, when you think of that relationship, and you think of how much love was there, and you think about the fact that he he was taking her to—I believe they're going to the Mamba Academy, which was a basketball school that he had set up. Would you think that they were going there with other parents and kids who who were going to play, um, and, and that that was just cut down uh, and will never be again. It's just—it's it, it, you, you can't even you, you can't even put it into words. And, yeah. and uh, uh, as a as a dad, you know, and we are. Um, uh, it's it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to to process. So in that yeah. connection, and I can only imagine uh, his wife Vanessa and the, the three other daughters, and and um, that's it's just just a brutal thing to even even conceive of.
2: Looking uh, at it, looking at his his list of stats, Michael, and they're they're staggering. Is there anything that stands out? to you more than than the others as as the you know, I mean he's he'll be remembered for so much that he did with the game, but is there anything that really impressed you as a as a broadcast professional?
8: Preston, that is an awesome question. And when you when you go to his page on basketballreference.com, um, and it, right at the top, it gives you all of his accomplishments. And the one that strikes me most is twelve time all defensive team. Because Everybody wants to score. Everybody wants the ball. Everyone wants to chuck it up from three or drive the lane or you know be a ball hog. That's all well and good. That, that's in all of us to a degree. But the play defense in general,
5: mm-hmm. and then in
8: particular in the NBA, that takes energy. That takes commitment. That takes passion. And this guy was a 12-time all-defensive player, nine-time first-team all-defensive player. That, that means, I mean, they, they judged him, the, the top five guys in the nba year in year out he was an eight he only played 20 years he's an 18 time all-star so so i don't know if he made it his rookie year but 18 times he was an all-star won the championship five times um all-star mvp four times including in philadelphia and by the way you know they gave it to him in philadelphia that was the year after the um, the, the finals and they lost to the lakers in five games and and when he won the all-star mvp award Played here in philadelphia he got booed by the fans too and I, there was hurt on his face in my opinion there was kind of a a, a quizzical look like really you <laughs> haven't dropped that you haven't forgotten that yet <laughs> 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 philly fans you know, have long memories man you yeah, know yeah, i know i know it nick but, but they, they uh he accepted the award and he still he still said you know it's, it's this means so much to me to get this to be home and 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 to get this award he he was He was thrilled. 15-time All-NBA. Again, when you're when you're All-NBA, you got 10 spots. There's five first-teamers and five second-teamers. He's 15 times out of a 20-year career. Wow. He's All-NBA. Yeah,
0: 20-year career with, with one team. And, and, you know, I think as fans, we really have complicated uh, relationships with athletes. Sometimes we don't know them. We, we think that we do, and, and I'll be perfectly honest. I really didn't like Kobe for a long stretch of his career, in part because he beat the Sixers in 2001, and, and he had a checkered pass, and he did some things that were questionable, like we referenced. But the older he got, it seemed the more humble he got. And I think post-NBA career, seemed to turn into a really decent person uh you know we won an oscar a couple of years ago and and so i think people uh forget that uh somebody like kobe can evolve as a person can become a better person uh it seems to me that he did
8: yeah oh absolutely uh, and, and you, here's the thing i think he was always like that i just think he had such a commitment to win and to be the best and and he was he was very Michael Jordan like in that way or maybe Michael Jordan was very Kobe like in that way. But you know Michael Jordan used to fight his teammates and Kobe would do the same if he felt they weren't trying to win, uh they weren't giving their all, they weren't they weren't showing themselves to be um championship committed. Well to and, to, to, uh, to that
4: point Michael you know there was recently he was it was kind of it weren't back and forth but he was sort of complaining about Shaq and saying that uh you know um, that uh, he he started to sort of cash it in a bit, and uh, you know this. If he were in
7: better shape, they would have won more. They championships. would have won more
4: championships, yeah. and you know so. Uh, you know he he trained at a at a higher level, and and I guess that could cause friction, as you would imagine. But uh, obviously, you know uh, that's all bygones at this point.
8: Yeah. Oh, it's all bygones. And you saw Shaq's tweet, probably. Yeah. He talked about his brother Kobe being lost and his niece. Gigi, uh, which was nickname, the nickname for Gianna. Yeah. And, and um, so I, I think they completely buried the hatchet. I, I think there was always love between the two. They, they, they both wanted to win, but there were such huge superstars that that um, they couldn't coexist peacefully in, in the same franchise. And and I think Kobe, um, that, that drove him that when Shaq left uh, to go to Miami, get other championships, Kobe wanted to get championships. Without Shaq, and he got two of them without Shaq. So, yeah. um, I, I, when I when I saw Shaq depart, and I'm thinking Shaq or Kobe, Shaq or There's no way you you, in my opinion, you wouldn't want to keep Kobe over Shaq, even though Shaq was a beast. Kobe could just do so many things, and uh, and we saw him do that. But yeah. the deer Basketball, you mentioned that won the Academy Award last year, and, and that was his tribute to the game. And um, I mean, when you talk about what he might have been, when you think that he wrote that letter. Um, you know to basketball to the sport that he he loved and and uh, loved the moment he he saw basketball yeah and he could have. He could have. Who knows what he would have been? Yeah,
2: exactly. Listen, Michael, we got to wrap, but uh, you guys at Thanks NBC Sports uh, uh, planning anything special as far as a feature on uh, Kobe or something like that?
8: Yeah, we, we, we were on the air for four and a half hours yesterday. It was just. A, it was just amazing. All the all the uh, recollections. I said Mark Jackson was just uh, in, incredible. To, you know, Al you calls the games with Mark Zuma. Zoo. Um, <laughs> Zoo was on. Oh, by the way, Zoo said first time he ever met Kobe was in LA, and, and it was Kobe's rookie year. He figured he should introduce himself to Kobe Bryant from Lower Marion, and Kobe's like, Hey, you're the guy from Prism that does <laughs> <laughs> Prism. 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 <laughs> he had gone to the locker room because he was looking for for a connection. He needed a couple of tickets for the game. And Kobe says, Don't move. Be Don't move. Stay right there. And Kobe just dashes out of the locker room. He comes back a couple of minutes later with two tickets. And it, was, it was, again, another precious story. First time Mark Zumoff ever ever met Kobe Bryant. But tonight, six thirty Uh, 6.30, we'll be looking back at Kobe's life and times, his connection to Philadelphia. Uh, sad day, but but yep. always happy to look at the, at the exploits of Kobe, Kobe Bryant.
2: Okay, Mike, thanks. We appreciate hey, it, man. We'll talk to you, you soon. Okay. a lot. Michael appreciate Barkan it. from yeah. NBC Sports. It's, uh, yeah, oh, it's terrible. All right, well, we're going to take a break because we've uh, got some other things that we do have to do. We have yet to uh, recap some of the Grammy stuff. We'll get to that a little bit later on, but we do have Bizarre File and uh, Easy Money. Yeah. At 8 o'clock, your chance to
1: win $1,000. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. It's MMR's <laughs> Easy Money Contest.
14: It's more a thousand bucks, huh? Yeah, I did, man.
1: You're shot at a thousand dollars cash five times every weekday.
14: Are you serious? Tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear that hour's winning keyword. One random entry wins a thousand bucks in cash every time. Thank you so much
1: guys are awesome mmr's easy money ryan congratulations
13: thank you for listening thank you very much sir mmr rocks you won a thousand dollars i
14: can't believe this complete contest rules at wmmr.com 93 3 wmmr everything that rocks baby
3: fantastic man i love wmmr
6: powered by mineke total car care since 1972
1: Let's do the B-File.
5: Now, Bizarre.
1: WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File.
2: Brought to you by Major League Wrestling. Major League Wrestling presents Fightland Saturday night, February 1st at the 2300 Arena in South Philadelphia. You can get your tickets today at MLWGo.com. A 76-year-old Manhattan woman who fell seven stories from an Upper East Side building on Friday was saved by landing on crates full of vegetables, including carrots, onions, pears, and limes. Wow. Yeah, seven stories up. That's way up. Barbara Heller. I'm who okay. Recently had back surgery and had trouble walking, was in her apartment with a friend and around noon when she decided to walk toward the window because she was getting hot. Police said she accidentally fell from her apartment window and landed on crates of produce that workers were unloading on the sidewalk below.
4: Good news, I'm not hot anymore.
2: Uh, She was rushed to a hospital with a broken pelvis, broken rib, uh, pierced lung, some bruises, according to her ex-husband Charles Heller. And they had to pull an asparagus spear out of her ass. (laughs) Her friend said she hadn't been feeling well and she was having trouble breathing. What is this? She wanted to go get some air, so I opened the window uh, about a foot or so. She opened it the rest of the way and was leaning out. I heard this loud crash, but you hear a lot of crashes on First Avenue. I'm nosy, so I ran out onto the terrace and it didn't even occur to me it was her. When I looked down, I thought she was dead and I was freaking out. Uh, Charles said that his wife... Landed on a plastic storage bin that jutted out from the first floor ledge. She then landed. She then dropped onto the boxes of produce. <laughs> Pedestrians immediately came to her aid. Uh, she was on her side, making noise. By the way, uh, apparently, she... what's your name?
4: What happened?
2: She knew her name. Uh, she was bleeding from one of her feet, uh, and she had... and
4: once for yes, and, and for no.
2: Uh, she had undergone spinal fusion surgery back oh in... Oh, my o-
4: God. Well, that
2: was back in October. Yeah, so she had all that going on, and she lands on her back?
7: Yeah, on food crates. Oh, man. Oh, wow. <sighs> I'm pretty sure that undid all everything that happened on the surgery. I yeah, hope probably. she kept the receipt. Yeah. all right. So,
2: anyhow, she lived, which is uh, pretty amazing. Uh, Kathy, this is the video I was watching last week when you were like, what are you watching? Uh, Police officers responded to a domestic disturbance in Palm Coast, Florida on Friday. They attempted to speak with 38-year-old Sherry Saunders who had allegedly slapped the male resident of the home. Body cam footage from police shows Saunders screaming at officers and telling them to get off her property. Things escalate quickly and Saunders is shown kicking and screaming as officers attempt to put handcuffs on her. She then... Bites on an officer on the calf at some point during the struggle, and she was refusing to let go. Oh, man. She's biting down and hanging on until another another officer intervenes. They had to hit her on the head to get her to let go. Uh, The bitten officer felt ill. He was transported to the hospital for evaluation. He almost passed out from the pain. Uh, She was charged with battery on a law enforcement officer and other charges, but she's just screaming at the top of her lungs (sighs) like a a maniac. He
4: had drunken whore venom coursing through his
2: veins. Uh. By the way, uh, here's another story out of Florida. A Florida man who became a video sensation after fighting a man on the street while dressed as the Easter Bunny (laughs) was arrested and tried to use the costume to elude capture, apparently. (laughs) Antoine McDonald became an overnight phenomenon with a video capturing him fighting a man on the streets of Orlando. That was last year. Now, earlier this month, McDonald was driving a motorcycle when he ran a stop sign and crashed into a carport before fleeing the scene. Well, the carport collapsed on top of the vehicle. Troopers went to McDonald's address and spotted a gray car driving away and found him laying in the backseat of the car. When a trooper went to arrest him, he denied it. He said, I wasn't in any crash. I'm the Orlando Easter Bunny. Google it. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Authorities asked him to remove his costume before arresting him. He is charged with leaving the scene of a crash. Mm-hmm. Florida man. Florida
4: man. So he thought that instantly gave him a pass.
2: Somehow or another, yeah. they would be so impressed with the fact oh. that he's the Orlando's, uh, the Orlando Easter Bunny. Right. It's like as if
4: you were to encounter Superman. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't realize.
2: Uh, I didn't even realize this. Third Florida story in a row. Here we go. A 23-year-old Florida man (laughs) is (laughs) is wanted on suspicion of attacking two men at a McDonald's after he became enraged when one of them had complimented him on his Batman jacket. Ha! Huh. Ladarius D'Andre Smith faces one count of battery and two counts of aggravated assault. What was
4: it? Nice Batman jacket. Or, dude, really nice Batman
2: no, jacket. they, they complimented him. Okay. Her. All right, so two men, age 59 and 63, were in the restaurant. And one of them told Smith that they liked his black and yellow jacket that had a Batman logo on it. The men said Smith became irate, flipped them off, and yelled obscenities at them. What?! The duo said they ignored Smith, who left the restaurant, but started recording video of the men. What did one, you say? One of the men, concerned that Smith was near his vehicle, told Smith he was going to call 911, prompting Smith to get a baseball bat from his car. <laughs> okay. Smith swung the bat at the men, narrowly missing them. Smith then drove off and threw, and then he threw a nickel at them. A nickel! And it hit the 63-year-old man in the forehead and caused an abrasion. It was a bat
4: nickel, though, Preston.
2: Yeah, like a bat array? Yeah,
4: absolutely. Uh, Deputy <laughs> Lethal
2: were able to identify Smith by his vehicle and photo lineup, but an immediate search near the store failed to find him. I wonder if there was an imprint of Thomas <laughs> Jefferson on the guy's right. forehead. <laughs>
4: Did they just go to Bruce Wayne's Manor, Wayne Manor, to find him? I uh, assume.
2: Deputies continued to search for Smith, so I don't know. Yeah, he might be hiding yeah. out in the cave, Steve. All right, and then uh, one last story. We will end with this one. Uh, some people should not drive late at night. A streetcar in Canada was forced to turn back on part of its route early Wednesday morning after a driver drove into the Queens Quay Tunnel and continued for about a third of a mile until they reached Union Station. They're following the streetcar into the tunnel that goes to the station. Wow. The incident happened around 2 a.m. Not the driver, meant for
4: motor vehicles.
2: Yeah, apparently ignored a gate, flashing lights, and rumble strips installed to prevent this type of thing from happening. Sure is a noisy road. The driver only stopped upon getting stuck on an elevated concrete pathway that streetcar operators used to reach a bathroom. Uh, crews used heavy machinery to tow the vehicle from the tunnel. <laughs> Uh, there was no damage to the tracks. The end service in the area resumed at about 6 a.m. So the city had followed them in. And there you go. That's what I have. In the Bizarre File uh, for the moment, we have about five minutes left for you to text us the word SAFE or enter it via the mobile app. Uh, If you do want to text it, use our special short code number, which is 45911. Uh, But if you use the app or WMMR.com, not only do you have a chance of winning $1,000, but you could win the $10,000 grand prize. Uh, So get to it. You have until 8.15 to do it. The word is safe, S-A-F-E. We're going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us.
8: Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places.
12: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So
2: you know the uh, the news of Kobe Bryant and the uh, uh, helicopter crash was a shock yesterday, and with that, a very high profile event taking place right there in Kobe's home, in his professional home, uh, the Grammy Awards were last night, uh, and I, it was one of the first things I thought of when I when I got the news because then I was like, oh my god, that's tonight. That's really going to be you know, uh, an undertone of the entire awards ceremony. Sure.
4: They were right in the height of getting their last second um, rehearsals in. So you had one part of the Staples Center that is everyone filing in for the awards. And then around the other side, they kind of um, set an area for people to come down and pay their respects. Okay. So they had both these things going on and they're juggling these two crowds. And obviously, anytime anything of this nature happens... (laughs) They're already dealing with a security issue, so uh, they were balancing both. It seemed to go uh, off
2: without a hitch. But uh, there was a lot to handle last minute. Did you watch any of the red carpet stuff? A little bit. Was, I did. were they Were they talking a lot yeah. about that, I would assume? Everyone was. Yeah, yeah. a lot of yeah. people were. Yeah, there yeah. was,
3: Ryan Seacrest was asking a lot of people, some some of the the interviews he did, I didn't know who they were, um, so I wasn't sure why he was asking them. But then I realized, I think he was just kind of bringing it up to a lot of people. Like, I thought right. maybe there was some sort of connection to some of the people he was talking with, but um, he seemed to just kind of bring, if, if it seemed appropriate, bring it into right. it.
2: Right, um, and obviously during the telecast itself, the actual awards there were you know several mentions and, and moments, and
4: yeah, they, they they make a good. I think Alicia Keys is eminently likable, so yeah, she comes yeah. out, she handles it nice, and she, and she sort of puts whatever's on the prompter into her own speak. You can tell she's riffing a little bit, yeah. Uh, right. And so while it might not be you know as sh- completely sharp, it's from the heart, so you get that uh, that vibe. And she immediately set the tone by acknowledging the. Um, the, the whole issue with Kobe Bryant. Yeah, we'll hit that.
2: Here we go.
9: We're all feeling crazy sadness right now because earlier today, Los Angeles, America, and the whole wide world lost a hero. And we're literally standing here heartbroken in the house that Kobe Bryant built.
4: Well, just actually... Before that, Lizzo kicked off the show, and before she started performing, she said, this is for Kobe. Oh, she did? Uh, so oh, she, I didn't so hear she that. that. out right at the beginning, okay. just to set the tone, and went on and did yeah. a big production number. Yeah,
2: because they
0: usually hit the
2: ground right. running. They, they come out swinging with music, and that... That was the first thing said. Really hard to do. I
0: mean, right, you especially know- since you're, you know... <laughs> You're charged with entertaining and having fun and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, making yeah. this a, a light event and, and, and you know, people want to have a good time. And, and
4: that that actually, it, honestly, it, it felt like a pitch perfect. I'm a big proponent of the Grammys because they follow a simple example. Sing the freaking music and <laughs> shut up. Yeah, yeah. Hand out the awards and do the deal. And I find it a good sort of smorgasbord of of, of artists doing things that I may not be familiar with. For Christ's sake, uh, Tanya Tucker was out performing uh, last night and she did a great song that was awesome. Uh, So you get this whole wide array of things that eventually did end up entertaining and eventually did sort of. Kind of calm you down from right. you know
2: all that stuff. One of the first things I thought of when I when I heard that he had died in a uh, in a helicopter crash is I thought about a musical, uh, you know, parallel, which was Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan dying in a in a helicopter crash as well. So my mind went immediately uh, quickly to the music industry.
4: She uh, she then pressed and, uh brought up Boys to Men. Yeah, who just happened to be there because they they did a. Um, uh, they were there for a a song that was uh, part of a song later on, so they were already on premises and they did this little... So we played this earlier. I'll
2: play it again. Here we go.
10: It's so hard to say goodbye to what we had the good times
4: That. Beautiful harmonies, yeah, and yeah. everyone, of course, immediately thought of the River Valley Vocal Band. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, immediately, of course. They, but I mean, stunning harmony. To get that kind of sound <clears throat> is just phenomenal. Yeah. And live, yeah, yeah. acapella and it was uh, it was a perfect way to start everything.
2: So that was obviously a uh, a big theme that was uh, threaded through the uh, uh the whole thing, but otherwise, uh you know, the awards did go forward.
4: Yeah, and, and the song selections and everything were sort of there were there were a lot more ballads and things Preston that sort of spoke to the tenor of the evening, but it oh, yeah? did, it did entertain. Okay. I thought so. So you
2: want me to run down some of the, uh, yeah, the awards yeah, yeah. here so I'll, I'll just tell you who the the big winners were. Uh, Billie Eilish swept the show. Yeah, she was, had a great performance. It was her year. She took home Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Best New wow. Artist, Song of the Year, oh pop Best Pop Vocal Album, and Best Engineered Album. Her brother, Phineas, this guy, actually won producer of the year for his work with her. I don't know. I wonder how old he is. I need to find so he's out. Like, she's 17 or 18 he's years He's like 22
4: old. or something, 23 really? or 24. So basically, wow. the album, I, from what I understand, was produced at their home. Okay. In, in, and they basically brought it to the record company and they said, okay, well, we'll tweak it a little bit and we're good to go. Like Like it wow. was pretty
2: much a turnkey project uh, that any- they did. Do we have any clips of her, Marissa, speaking? Because I'm, you know, I've, I, I'm familiar with with some of the songs, and and her her tone is very. She kind of reminds me like uh, Fiona Apple ish in yeah, her yeah. mannerisms and kind of dark and quiet and mysterious. You know? Yeah,
14: she
3: she's she's strange.
5: Yeah, well, yeah, she,
4: but yeah. she's fun too. I mean, I've seen her interviewed where she's she's a okay. big fan of The Office, a huge fan, and there was a video that was circulating of Rain Wilson actually showing up. At her house uh, to deliver a an office quiz. No kidding. Yeah, and uh, it was very fun. Was she, she freaking she out was on freaking that. Freaking out. That's yeah, awesome. Cool. So she she has that aspect.
3: Yeah, yeah she was on uh, Ryan Seacrest, uh, who did the red carpet on E, was talking to her, and uh, he she kind of said to him, it, she is bizarre, but um, she got like she seemed real when she was talking to him, and and she said, I you know I I grew up watching this, I feel like it's not real that I'm here and okay. I'm nominated and I'm on the red carpet.
4: I think she's approaching it the way people who are just, you know, again, you talk about being blown away by your own success. How could you not be at this age to There's have all kid. that go? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alright,
2: here's a clip of her.
5: Ay, ay, ay. Two.
2: Ah. At this point, she had just won two. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
9: Mainly, I think the fans deserve everything. I feel like they have not been... Um, talked about enough tonight because they're the only reason any of us are here at all. So thank you to the fans.
2: Okay. All right. Well, she sounds happy. That's cool. She goes on
4: to basically acknowledge that the fans of the other artists who were nominated will attack her on social media, like joking, you know,
7: and uh, mm-hmm. but she goes, I appreciate fandom. And then uh, the last award that she won, she only had two words to say. Was it just thank you? Thank you. you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Her and her brother got up, and it was it was
4: such a was such a quick clip. I didn't include it in the thing, but it's just thank well, you. Well, there you go. I yeah, mean, yeah. that's, you know, what yeah. do you do at that point? And by that time, it was uh, f- 9 o'clock this morning. Right, so yeah, right. Yeah, it went late, right? Like it after went 1130? At, yeah, and I think were, everyone was like, Good you please reel it in a
2: bit? Mm. Wow, we are looking at the video of her. She has super duper long fingernails. Is that? Oh
3: yeah, they were part of her Gucci outfit. That mm. was for
2: the night. Yeah, that was. She Gucci. normally but have... her big baggy Billie Eilish look, which is her her, her thing.
3: And what's her... her thing with green? I didn't uh, know. I apparently, like it's green. all so different her, colors. Her co- no, green's her color. I, I it's didn't... like a regular. Yeah, I didn't hear why though.
2: Color that pops up. Not really sure. I'll tell you what. We're
4: watching a video of. I don't know the name. I'm not a. I don't know the Billie Eilish song catalog. However, the song she sang was it was a ballad. Really nicely done, and uh, um, uh, you know, I mean, you can tell when someone has the singing chops, and she does. Okay, uh, Lizzo was also
2: a big winner. I like uh, her.
4: Yeah, she got uh, Lizzo's kind of your thing now, right, Preston? You're the big,
0: you're the
2: big. No, loser. I do like her. Yeah, yeah. I, I like mean, I show. I I'd, I'd throw I my hair her. back
0: and check my nails. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her perform last year. Baby, and... how you doing? She she was at the Met. Uh, I'm uh, full disclosure. I'm totally into her because of my girlfriend who absolutely loves her. But uh, she's great live. She's incredibly talented, and um, I don't quite get Lizzo hate.
4: No, no, and she had a good take on um, uh, putting things into perspective. Yeah, we don't have the did. audio clip, but she talked about winning one of the uh, winning the award and uh, saying, you know, I was I was thinking about this and all these little things in my life in the context of what has just happened. Mm. You should kind of just yeah. remember and appreciate what you have. Yeah, she
3: said she was, like, stressing over yeah. problems in her life. And then, you know, after yesterday, it just, like, yeah. Yeah, very, it, it puts you back in place.
2: Very lucid point. Yeah, she got uh, best solo pop performance, best traditional R&B performance, and best urban contemporary album. So those were the big multi-winners this year. She she I think there's, uh,
4: yeah, she can. Yeah. And I think she can, she can port easily
2: to a Broadway
4: production. To yeah. like, I mean, that... A lot of her stuff sort of has that feel to it.
3: I, I didn't know she played the flute.
0: Yeah, that's how she got her start.
3: That's awesome. She was great. It was great. She was.
0: A, she was totally made fun of for playing the flute when she was a kid, and it really um, uh, impacted her a lot. And, and she's sort of evolved a lot since then, as um, becoming a, a, a complete artist.
3: And she's a, a bigger girl. And I love that all of her backup dancers were <laughs> not these like stick thin models. Even, even the ballerinas. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so yeah, she uh, she walked away with some uh, some Grammy awards. Uh, let me run down the uh, uh, the other li- winners for you. So we already did record of the year, album of the year, best new artist, and song of the year. Those are the big ones. Yeah, and Billie Eilish won all of them. That was just a by the staggering way staggering achievement. Rock is hardly represented at all, and it's part of the reason why I don't really watch the Grammy Awards anymore because I get a little uh, weird about that. But, you know, it's but weird it's, to- it's where we are in in the world of of popular music right now. Like last night, I, I, I watched it. <clears throat> All and there
4: was not a lot of hip hop performances. I mean, there, there was really what you heard most of. Kathy, did you watch a lot
2: of it?
3: I it not was, a lot. I fell asleep. But it was R and B and country. Yeah, more R and B stuff
2: than it was, yeah. was hip hop. I
3: were think. there. I didn't even see. Like, were there any? What rock stars were in the audience? I didn't even see many. There, there,
4: there were some. There were some. Obviously, there were there were people there who were fans of Aerosmith, and well, will, will, you know, they, they received an award, um, and performed, which I thought was really uh, cool, and they they sounded very good. Uh, they did a couple of songs, and then they went into their, you know, they, they, they start to perform uh, Walk This Way. Yep. And uh, there's a brick wall up on stage, and, and we have the audio, uh, but then he, he goes to a certain point and says, wait, wait, something's basically missing here, and then Run DMC comes out. I got uh, it. Hang on.
7: Sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. And hey! <laughs>
13: Versus- yeah. Oh. It's, it's live, you
5: know. Um, <laughs> they're getting older.
7: Only like, pros do that. Yeah. <laughs>
4: well, he actually, bought, he, he goes into the audience and he holds the microphone up and Lizzo is singing.
6: Oh. She knew all the
4: lyrics. Okay. The song. Yeah. Oh,
2: really? Yeah. Okay.
4: Well, that's cool they got
2: together and did that.
4: And they, yeah, they, looked, uh, they looked pretty good, uh, though uh, uh, some of them looked... A little bit long in the tooth, but they oh, yeah. were they were bouncing. Along. It's just wild to see a, like a Marshall stack up on the stage there
0: because yeah. you know it had a real rock look to it. Yeah. So I, I saw that uh, on Saturday night, I guess Aerosmith and Joey Kramer made up uh, a little bit, and they they did okay. And then, but he wasn't there last night. No, for, I think it was Friday night. Friday? Yeah, okay. I've got
2: that coming up in uh, in music news. They they were together for the yeah uh, music cares the music cares uh, award and and uh, except for him. Apparently, no, no, no he, he was he, there.
4: No, oh. no, I'm saying music cares except about
2: him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh he got emotional and yeah, he got a little uh teary eyed and so on. So but uh, yeah, they kinda uh they got together for that. Uh best pop solo performance was uh Truth hurts from Lizzo. Best rap album went to uh it's I guess it's Igor uh from Tyler the Creator is the name of the album. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was Igor. Is
4: that the, so, so they played a song. He did a song, Preston, I have to say. I thought it was pretty good. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was had a very techno feel to it. Yeah. He looked like the Dutch boy. Um, he had like this. I don't know if it was a wig, but like a white wig on. And they had uh, all these visual effects going on on stage. So there sort of looked like there was molten flaming liquid coming behind. This is a song that was done with Boys to Men, by the way. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was uh, the effects and everything. He, he, and then he falls into what appears to be a hellhole. But the production was kind of cool. I have to admit, I, I sat there saying, wait, this actually
2: sounds pretty good. Speaking of the production, uh, last night I finally saw a commercial for uh, Romstein. Oh, uh, Romstein, oh, yeah. or however you say yeah, yeah, yeah. it. At the link? Now I know why. <laughs> yeah. they that. It, a that, it, that it will sell out the link because. <laughs> That is the most outrageous thing I've <laughs> ever seen. Yeah. You ever yeah. seen this commercial for KC? No. Yeah. It's like giant metal grinders shooting sparks all over the place, flamethrowers are firing at each other. It's like ridiculous, over the
0: top oh. to pyrotechnics and
4: uh, And that's
2: their ballad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it looks it looks pretty bad.
0: Okay. All it's right. like a fireworks show where a ramstein concert breaks out. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah. And uh like sh- like fire shooting out of the guy's mouth. I mean not like spitting fire like Gene Simmons would. Like an apparatus helmet on their face that shoots thirty foot long shots of That's pretty cool. Of flames out of the mouth and stuff. It looks uh so production wise, I get it. Now I know yeah. why you gotta be outside and now I know look at that. Yeah. That's
7: I guess just, you you have to do that. That's pretty badass. Yeah. All when, right. when your music's just mediocre, I guess you have to do that, right? <laughs> yeah. When it's uh yeah, when it, <laughs> And they did it, and, is, and people will go see it. So. They go
4: hand in hand, though. It's the music that suits the uh, the, the the display and vice versa. Yeah, look at that. Dude, that's look- wild, We're looking Man. at it right now. Yeah. I
2: right. don't know how you can not pass out from heat that looks if you're sitting cool. in the front row. All right, so anyhow, moving on. Let's go back to the Grammys. Uh, best country
7: duo group performance went to Speechless from Dan and Shay. Yeah, I listened to that song this morning. Because I, that's my, my my niece loves them, and I've yeah. never heard of them before, uh, and I'd never listened to any music, so I I listen to Speechless and does not sound like a country song to me. Okay, yeah,
2: yeah. Listen, country will they 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 have crossover songs. Uh, that do very well commercially, and right. you know, a lot of times they do end up winning Grammys. I did like it though. The best pop duo group performance went to uh, Lil Nas featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, and, did you uh, for Old Town Road? Did you see his outfit, Lil Nas X? Uh, it was it was a
5: r- <laughs> rhinestone
4: cowboy times a million. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty wild. It was pink,
5: that- right? Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, Okay. No, that was uh, you are talking about the blue hat.
7: Yeah. Oh, that was uh. Billy, who is that? Uh, Bobby. Bo-
3: Billy. Bobby. Bobby.
7: Billy? Billy Porter. Porter?
3: Billy Porter. Billy Porter. (laughs) Billy
7: Porter, yeah. Uh,
4: he Ricky is Bobby. A, an actor, and he had a, a hat that had tr- trim that sort of electrically moved around. And <laughs> yeah, he was, a, face. he
3: was the one that like wore a gown last year, yeah. and okay. that was like the, so. Now he and and his stylist, the person that that styled that hat and that outfit for him, followed behind him, and when he would give the signal, he would hit the button, and the the hat would open up, so you could see it was him. <laughs>
7: oh my God, he should have he should have control yeah. over that switch. Be, yeah, when right? he first started walking up, uh, we were like, "Is that Sia? Yeah. We didn't know who that was." Right. Uh, he was behind
2: the curtain. <laughs> I can't see ya. See ya? <laughs> I never even thought about that. Her name is Sia. Yes. Hey, we yeah. never see yeah. ya. See ya. See yeah. ya. All right. Uh, then you have you best Saw? best tradition, best traditional pop vocal album. What did you just say? Best traditional, because it was pop was the next word. And uh, Why not make that the topic? Still yeah. listening to what you guys were yeah. saying, so it threw me <laughs> off. The Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album went to Look Now from Elvis Costello and the Impostors. Huh. What is the traditional pop vocal album versus pop vocal album? I have no idea. I'm Unless not... they're
4: taking a, a, a song that's...
2: I have no idea.
3: It's I... just another category to keep rock out. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right.
2: All right. So then you have Best Pop Vocal Album went to Billie Eilish. And that was uh, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Uh, Best rock performance. Here we go. This Land by Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. Listen, I know he's a great musician, but... You know, it's, uh, I don't listen. I don't know the song. Gary Clark Jr. is known more as a blues guitarist, right?
0: Eh, blues rock. I've, I've yeah. seen him perform at Made in America. I'd listened to the CD when it came out last year uh, and I liked it. I didn't listen to it over and over again, but I, I enjoyed it. And you remember, by the way, this, the Grammys, is, was sort of working
4: uh, under the dark cloud of what they said was um, insider favoritism and all sorts of things that were affecting what ended up in specific categories. There was somebody who was an insider who said that at least one or two songs in the best song category had no reason being in there, and the Mm -hmm. votes didn't tabulate right. So uh, there was really no mention of that made last night, but that was part of the deal with this year's Grammys.
2: Then he had the best metal performance. Of course, this was not during the telecast, and that went to Tool, so there you go. That That makes sense, right? That was for Tempest, yeah. Not
7: Aquilon. Now, do you consider Tool to be uh, metal? They do. Mm, um, I guess so.
2: I mean, not it, the, the word metal is kind of morphed. It's, uh, I, I don't know, Case. I yeah. What would you call tool? I mean, rock. I'd call it rock. progressive rock. rock. Yeah, uh,
4: I would call it progressive rock. Progressive rock, rock. exactly. Yeah. Uh,
2: but there's no category for progressive rock as far as I know. Um, then probably a have, category for rock. Uh, best rock song was This Land by Garrett Clark Jr., Best rock album was Social Cues from. Cage the Elephant, very school. cool. And then uh, best alternative music album went to uh, Vampire Weekend for Father of the Bride. So and that's those- weird
7: because Father of the Bride was, uh, I'm sorry, Vampire Weekend was up for best rock song in with Harmony Hall, but then they won uh, best alternative. But then they won best alternative. So and and that song was actually my favorite song of the year, but um, I could not categorize that as a rock song. All right.
3: And were they were those awards given out? Last prior. night? Oh, prior, okay.
7: Well, at least
2: I know that the uh, the metal performance was. I don't know about best rock. I know, no. We don't even get the, the In night a night
4: ceremony night. that we didn't want to air because yeah. no one cares. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's too bad. Uh, then uh, the R&B categories. Best R&B performance, Come Home by Anderson Pack I guess, uh, featuring Andre 3000. Best traditional R&B performance went to Jerome by Lizzo. So there's another traditional category. I'm not familiar with the difference between traditional R&B and regular R&B. Best R&B song was Say So. P.J. Morton is the songwriter featuring, it's by P.J. Morton featuring Jojo. Jojo. Uh, best R&B album went to um, Anderson Pack. Is that how you say the last Paak. name? Paak. Paak. P A A. Yeah.
13: P-A-K. Yeah. <laughs>
5: That's a stretch, man.
13: Paak. Yeah.
4: Singer. Yeah. 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 Pronunciation. Yeah. 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 Uh, Pac pronunciation. <laughs> the album is called
2: Ventura. <clears throat> Ventura Highway? Best Ace rock feature. performance went to Nipsey Hustle, featuring Roddy Rich and Hit Boy for Racks in the Middle.
7: Yeah, I love that song. That's that's uh, my son's jam. Nipsey Hustle? Uh, he likes uh, that Roger, Roger. Roger. You should Roger. put on uh, some videos of Nipsey Russell, the
4: comedian, mm-hmm. where the name was taken from. Is I'm it, sure he was your love son.
2: Those. Is that his music of choice? Uh, Hip hop, R and B. Dude, he's uh, all
7: or, over the place. Yeah, like he loves How about fish. He loves fish.
2: Okay. Yeah,
4: he's.
7: Well, you've his, done your job. <laughs> I did do my job. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, he loves the Beatles. He loves fish. Um, he he definitely he loves M and M's. Uh, uh, good salad. Yeah, <laughs> good salad. <laughs> Actually, he's vegetarian now. So there got we go. A lot yeah, that's yeah, right.
0: Did they do a tribute for Nipsey Hussle last night? They
2: did. Okay. Uh, best rap song is A Lot. Uh, and it was formed by 21 Savage featuring J. Cole. Uh, now, they did a tribute to Prince. They did yeah, with Usher. Night.
4: And they had uh, not only that, they had Sheila E. Yeah. And they had a, uh, a couple of other people that looked like they were part of uh, the revolution. They, okay, they, yeah. They, they, they at least were... I heard that way. they were
2: supposed to. Wendy and Lisa? Uh,
4: no, but they had uh, somebody, a representative from the fast food chain, Wendy's. Oh, so, well, fair uh,
2: was, <laughs> uh, Look, it's the best we can like do. It's the best we can do. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, people were crapping on uh, the Usher a little bit uh, pr- performance. I liked it. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, A. And then B, they replicated that Prince uh, electric drum sound, Preston. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, it was a couple of songs, but we have a little bit of a little red Corvette.
13: I guess I should have known By the way you parked your car sideways
7: That I wouldn't last See, you're the kind of person That believes in making out once Love them and leave them back I guess I must be dumb She had a pocket full of horses
6: Trojans and some of them blues. But it was Saturday
4: night
13: I guess that makes it alright You say, what am I
2: Sounds fantastic. Yeah. I did.
4: I mean, sorry, he's not Prince.
2: Maybe they didn't like that orchestration of it right there where they did the keychains yeah. and all that stuff. Well, they, they went I into, that sounded great.
4: All I want is your kiss, too. Is that the, the
2: title of the kiss. song? Yeah, Just kiss, kiss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay.
4: What, why was the um why did they do that last night? Just um because, because of the tribute and they also because the Grammy tribute is to, I believe, Prince. So the the special oh. that will air. Yeah. Um in in about a month, which they do just before I believe the grand Yeah,
2: everybody gets together and they perform songs uh, by Prince, and then they'll they'll do a special and edit it together later on. So uh no, that's uh I, I thought that sounded great, Steve. I didn't see the full performance, but yeah, I would I like it. to know. Yeah. Um let me see. All right, then you have the country categories. Uh so yeah, best country solo performances is so Willie Nelson, ride me back home. Was he there? I don't know.
4: I don't remember seeing him, but they, I, may, I may have gone pee-pee at that
2: time. Maybe they didn't. Uh, maybe that wasn't one of the ones that was aired. I don't know, but it looks like these were the ones. No, no, because we have the best metal performances list that I have. I wasn't sure which ones aired and which ones not Uh, best, uh, country song went to, uh, Tanya Tucker. You're saying Steve. She was, I mean, this song was flowers now is what it's called. Yeah. yeah, This song
4: reminds me of keep me in your heart. The Warren Zevon song. Yeah. Uh, which I love one of my favorite songs. And this is the, the the song just got to me and her, she's got such a voice from Preston. She had, uh, you know, she had a pretty powerful voice, as like a sixteen-year-old phenom, you know when right. she or when she came onto the country scene, but now she has a hard-living singing voice. Yeah,
7: like like she's smoking, you right, know, a couple right. of packs a day. Right,
4: uh, but it's it a beautiful great. song, though. Yeah, man. yeah,
2: yeah. Here, Hang on, Keith wants a bit. she has been on hold for like twenty minutes. Let me go to him real quick. Hey, Keith, how you doing? Keith hey, the balls won't fit into
5: that.
6: <laughs> 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 what do you want to say, dude? Hey, uh, you guys are being way too kind about that Aerosmith Run DMC performance. That was a tragedy. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was painful to listen to. It looked unrehearsed. Run DMC looked black tracksuits looked like just walked off the, you know the the home in Florida. Steven Tyler looked like a pedophile with his mustache. Jeez. It was they they gave them ten. So they loved it. And, <laughs> and they, they gave them like ten minutes and they did nothing. For Neil Peart and Ginger Baker, these are two guys that are considered giants of their industry. You talk to anybody about
4: stop and think about members. this. Stop and think of the context in which we just described where the Grammys are, are are at right now. Do you honestly think they would have done a 15 minute tribute to Ginger Baker? Uh, yeah, so I mean, Neil
7: Peart just I that, died. I, know, I mean, this I mean, Keith, this thing I'm, has this, been planned for for months and months and months. Um, Neil Peart just died. They're not going I'm, to. I'm just, yeah. I was
4: thankful they, you know, they forget people
6: right and left.
4: Yeah. The fact that they both well, I, ended up in the in memoriam to me was a massive achievement.
6: Yeah. Yeah, but I get that. But let's talk about how they started off the Grammys with a tribute to, you know, okay, albeit just mentioned, but a tribute to Kobe Bryant, talking about this guy is like a hero to people everywhere. People forget, oh, by the way, he cheated on his wife for crying out loud. Yeah, they can't.
4: They can't be at the same level as all those faithful rock musicians and other these hip hop artists out there. They're held to a different standard. <laughs> I mean, Listen, Keith, I get I,
2: I, I Hey, re- I, I understand your frustration, but you know what I mean. It's uh, they wouldn't have done it for for Neil anyway because uh, you know Rush was never a uh, was never a, a darling, a, a yeah, yeah. artist or anything like that. What? No, so. and
6: I get that they had like one top. Top twenty-five hit ever, but like I said, if you ask anybody in the music industry uh, yeah. who are the best drummers ever, they're talking about John Bonham, they're talking about Ginger Baker, they're talking about Neil Peart. Now, know, if you
4: were to ask them yeah, right. who, who should we do a fifteen to twenty-minute tribute th- to during the Grammy Awards presentation, everyone in the music industry would say not Neil Peart
2: and not Ginger Baker, yeah.
5: right? Because you that's just
6: not talking about fifteen minutes. I'm taking. I'm
4: talking.
5: All right,
2: yeah, I, Keith, I, I, I got it. I understand you're passionate. I wanted to get you on the air. I got you. <laughs> On the air, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a nice day. I'm with you. I love uh, yeah. Neil and Ginger. Absolutely, I he's also right. Understand how it goes, and and uh, there are other places and that
11: that's why we
4: have it. the rock and roll hall of fame to honor people like whitney houston
11: <laughs> <right>? <laughs>
2: we get
4: ours
5: we
3: get our
2: coolios
4: no. and our whitney houston you're
2: right man you're totally right it's I, not
3: wrong everywhere no
2: let me go through some of the other country uh awards uh best country album was from tanya tucker while i'm living while she's having i see it i don't live in this world at all in the country world but I didn't know she was having a resurgence year, good for her. I I think for me the ultimate resurgence was to learn she was alive. <laughs>
4: uh, and and then and then to take it from there, but really a really good performance. Bad eye makeup though, Kathy, if you take a look at. Mm. Uh, was that She looks like a uh, like an
2: a, a a doll. Like she she makes she looks like Annabelle.
4: <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> uh
5: and
2: those are the only 3 categories for country that I see. So uh, they're
4: not they're not getting there. Yeah. Uh,
2: best country solo, best country song, and best country album. Well, they have the
0: CMAs, too.
2: True. And we have
4: the, the, rock, and the rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. fame. Right. So we get our Whitney Houston's. Yeah, we get our Donna, Donna Summers, Summers. Biggie Smalls. And, yeah. Biggie Smalls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the rock
3: stars. <laughs> <All> the rock <laughs> right.
2: The rest of the awards I saw on here are all jazz awards, which, by the way, they're the most talented, me personally, I think the most talented musicians in the world. Well, why don't
0: you give them 15 minutes? Exactly. Clay,
2: <laughs> come on, Academy. Yeah, anyway, um, so I'm tired of the creative. <laughs> we want to honor the passing Ginger Baker. <laughs> You know what? Uh, what did anything? Usually, out of the Grammys, there's there's one or two stand out. Wow, that happened last night. Uh, doesn't really sound like that happened this year, did There it? were some good performances. I mean, again, Billie Eilish's
4: ballad, I don't know the name of that song, was excellent. Tanya Tucker's song was excellent. And I was, ha- I have to say, I was impressed by that. Tyler, did you see the title of the Creator number? No, I gotta watch it. it just in presentation, I thought Aerosmith was good. I know, um, he was not too thrilled with it. But I thought right. the performance, the fact that at least they had them up there to do it, it was the anniversary of that number right. mm-hmm. we we have, becoming, becoming a hit. So. We have a clip of
7: Demi Lovato. Uh, she oh, had that's to start right. her song over, right?
4: Because so Demi Lovato wrote this song before she overdosed. And um, oh, that's and then right. so, so she bad. hasn't had a chance to perform it publicly. So she performed it publicly for the first time last night, started to sing it, and had to stop and, and start. Because okay. it was so emotional. It was so, so emotional. All right. Uh, she's just pissed off about Ginger Baker. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: here we go. Did she like motion to him to stop or something? Or
3: I think she kind of just looked. She, he he knew that she had stopped, and she kind of just looked back, and he stopped.
2: She pushed him off the piano seat. <laughs>
4: she
3: knocked she him just off.
5: Just <laughs> <it all. laughs> no
4: one remembers Ginger Baker anymore. <laughs> no one even considers his accomplishments. <laughs>
2: That is touching. She <laughs> all of a sudden just starts yeah. improvising. Yeah. She went with it and ran with it. And Neil Peart had 50 drums in his kidney, <laughs> but no one gives. Oh. Oh, that would have worked. Uh, sh- that would have worked.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
10: Talk to my imagination into alcohol I tried and tried and tried some more told till my voice was sore Tired then, of then of course
4: obviously was blown away But uh, what's
2: the um, what was her story again she OD'd? I, I don't yeah, remember. yeah Sorry. she
4: she uh, she had gone through rehab and, and had done well and then she had a relapse and not only did she have a relapse, she OD'd um and uh and, and you know and, and now is on the other side of it for what she, it's worth she looks like a million bucks she does yeah, she has she m- yeah. much better
3: yeah. wait so you mentioned Tyler the creator after that i was like I, i'm a little scared to go to bed i don't know what just to <laughs> wasn't that
7: scary
4: it's called it i think the song is called earthquake so they have pressed and they have the, the screen shaken, and they have re- i don't know to me it reminded me of it was a lot like what i would remember from hell but but they used to call progressive music from stuff that used to be so here there's here's the video of him looking like the Dutch boy. Was this uh, like, had, like his Chemical pain...
7: Brothers, like
4: Yes, uh, yeah. It had okay. an EDM a- a- aspect to it too. I mean there's I think in he in his acceptance speech he even said in the hip hop community he wasn't he hasn't been that accepted because he tries to do experimental stuff and uh it's pretty wild.
3: It's, like, demonic I, and his, his the, you know, his the way he performs with his eyes. And then even, I guess they did it on purpose, but, like, the cameras were shaking. So it was, like, oh, yeah, yeah. dizzying to yeah. watch. There was fire. He falls into the fire at the end. Like, Why you know? did we put
4: that guy with the DTs on camera? Yeah. Fast forward this video a little bit so it gets to the meat of this stuff, guys, please. If you can grab some of the audio, I think I want to hear what Preston thinks of it uh, because I think you would say... It reminds you of something, and I want to see what you say because right. I'm having a hard time articulating right. okay. it. Uh And then, Kath, he's wearing floods,
7: right? So, like, uh, that's what are floods like? Short oh, pants. You short mean? pants. Oh, okay. I didn't. See. I got gotcha. you. Right. We're not. Uh, sorry, we're not
2: fashionistas. <laughs> <laughs> no,
7: we
4: call
2: those high waters. We, those, we the...
3: those high waters. Thank you. <laughs> oh,
7: I was you... trying to say that. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, high waters, floods, same thing. Yeah. But that is a new fashion trend now. Oh, uh, like
3: shorter pants?
7: Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I don't I was, like them. Yeah, I don't like them either. I wasn't sure seven.
3: <laughs> well, what, his was more of a costume, though.
4: Of course I it mean, was. Yeah. He was dressed as the Dutch boy. So it the all part
2: devil of it. Dutch boy. Performers sometimes wear the weird stuff out in real life, so. Yeah,
7: Steven no, Tyler I wears like a three-piece suit. I see it out. When we were, at, uh, we were at the Comcast Hour last week. I was at the Ginger Baker clothing store the other day. <laughs> Um, there were a few people who were wearing floods, and I wasn't sure how how high is too high.
3: Well, I mean, I mean, get into a fashion chat, but uh, men's suits are are typically going uh, the hemline is up a little bit more.
7: <laughs> so you can see uh, the bottom of your boobies.
2: All right, uh, I don't have that, but uh, no. All right, Marissa, you sending over some music from Tyler the Creator. Mm. It's she's pointing Casey. I guess that means it's oh, coming over. It
7: is up, I'm ready to go. All right, here we go. <laughs>
2: Sometimes you gotta close the
1: door to open a window. Is that him? Yeah. yeah. I saw a photo you, the choice. My eyes are green. I, need my...
2: I don't know what that is. John, somebody somebody you... texts in and says, Tyler, is the creator is the god of hellfire.
6: Uh,
4: yeah. I am the god of hellfire.
2: Going to say, no, like
3: go a little bit into it when you're taking hair like the meat of
2: it. That's uh, this the soul. Is that it? I
3: have
2: oh, right that's now. it. Okay. Ginger baker. Ginger
5: baker. I'll photo you the choice. My eyes are green, I need
2: my Oh, he says it sounds like something.
1: I and, fire, <laughs> and I bring you fire. <laughs>
4: bring in lots of fire. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't love ginger baker's a liar. <laughs>
2: Uh somebody <laughs> says that uh wait, wait it sounds like so. that the song sounds like something out of the uh the Willy Wonka factory. I've
4: got another for you.
7: I've
4: got the ginger finger for you.
7: There's more if you want. Alright, why not here? We yeah. go. I saw a
1: photo of you, the choice. My eyes are green, I need my pleasure.
13: I need to get her out the picture. Oh, she's really messing up my friend. She's not the fella, like we go.
2: That's that's much better than some you know like a uh, dirty honey coming on and playing a really cool rock <laughs> tune. Or, but halfway, but or even Greta Van Fleet or one of the you know what I mean at yeah. three points. There's in the good song, music
4: out there. There's good rock music out there. Boys to men, hop up and sing in, in the song in, oh. during this song. No, they
3: were during this song. Yeah.
4: Yes. They did. They just showed them standing on the corner there in the video. Did you see him in the video? They kept popping up on the like a little mini oh, balcony. No,
3: no, I did not know. You that. were so
4: scared. You ran away. What?
3: Because yeah, when he was like screaming, I was like, I didn't know what was going on during this performance. on TV scaring me. <laughs> it was mm. when it was over. I was like, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm Dennis? scared now.
2: It looks like performance art more than anything. That's what it's does. like. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All right, anyhow. Dude. Ah, hell. Ah, hell. Grammys have come and gone. There you go. All right. so We're Always have the rock and roll hall. <laughs> always. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. And, uh, yeah, I'll get you details if you missed out on your chance to win 1000 bucks earlier. That's so how I had to do it again later on. We'll be right back.
6: 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Huxley. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com keyword local shots. Huxley, Jackson's local shots artist of the month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Ah, thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. What's wrong? Well,
2: Steve's wearing sunglasses. Uh, <laughs> I I'm, I'm, uh, realized I'm too cool for school. <laughs>
3: is that what it is?
2: It's a little light sensitivity. Because can I think, we can we say what's? Uh,
4: yeah, I think I might. Yeah, like a sty. Steve or something has like.
2: a sty in his eye. Oh man, mm-hmm. I, we believe.
3: That's yeah, Doctor wh-
4: Mike is on him.
3: Why do you? That's what I mean. Why do you believe? Usually, you can see the sty. Can you see it?
2: I can't. But I'm not a
3: so stye guy. So maybe it's like on the inside?
2: It could be. Or, uh, dirt. or dust yeah. or something. What is a sty, Anyway, I just I hear that term. I've got a sty in my eye, the eye of the tiger. I don't know what
3: a sty is. All I know is that um, <clears throat> my cousin used to get them a lot, and my mom would always put a teabag on them if she got one. I
4: had a dude teabag me last night. It was, uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't a That's part of the
2: problem. I still Steve. have
4: pubes in my mouth.
2: Uh, an external sty. Let's see here. It says a stye, also known as a hordulum. Hordulum. Yeah, I guess that's how you pronounce that, right, Nick? Yeah. Or hordiolum? I don't know. I like I like the way you said it. Hordulum. Hordulum. Yeah. A bacterial infection of an oil gland in the eyelid. So it's, I guess it's in the cyst family. Yeah, it says the results. this results in a red tender bump at the edge of the eyelid and the outside... Or the inside of the eyelid can be affected. The what? difference
4: is I have a like a, a, a light for the video right here above me, and it's just irritating my eye just a little bit. So I was tearing up, and uh, so I
7: figured I'd put on my cool shades. Like, Casey, you actually suffer from uh, light sensitivity yeah, sometimes. Ocular, I get ocular right. migraines. Right. And so that kind of gives me like a weird like tunnel vision type of thing, um, and I need to like dampen the, the light. So, yeah, this is working. It makes well, me look you
2: cool. Know, you remember I had pink eye last year.
7: Yeah, thank then, God I don't uh, have
2: that. So you've got, you, but but you have a similar treatment. you got to stick ointment in your eyeball.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. What a joy. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, I've been, I've spent an entire life trying to repel things from my eyeballs. Right. And now I'm actively putting it in my eye.
3: So, and it's an ointment. It's not a liquid.
4: It's an ointment. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's annoying.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so and then you got to let it. Then your vision gets all blurred. But again, first world problems.
3: Well, no,
2: I mean it's just one of those annoying little things yes. that you got to deal with. And it started kicking up on you last week,
5: right?
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. So are so, so doc- so you were spending the whole weekend trying to not rub your eye? Well, I was doing eye
4: drops. There, that some was recommended by a pharmacist, and then I got on the blow with Doctor Mike, and he's he's on it. So we'll see how I'm, I, I put my faith in that man. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see. I might be going
7: to the eye doctor today.
3: Okay, you should.
7: Yeah, why not? Yeah, my my son used to get um uh his tear ducts would get clogged and it was such a shame because he would wake up some mornings and he would not be able to open his eyes. They would just be Prestige. Glued shut from from well, eye boogies and stuff.
4: It's weird because like now normally if ever I look into a bright light I sneeze
0: and right yeah. now there's oh, something stepped up so I look I
4: I can't it's not Casey, the I think, sneeze
0: is not coming. I think I told you this before but I had to have a uh, operation when I was one. For so the, did he? Yeah, for the tear duct thing and they literally stick like a thing in your um uh, into your tear ducts to clear them out. Yep, and then pull it back out and, and, and that then, like roto rooter out <laughs> your essentially yeah. tear ducts with
7: I, a needle or something. When I was one year one year old and uh, it worked. He was know? around the same age. He was probably he might have been like two. But same thing, they had to put them under, all yeah. that sort of oh, stuff. Wow. And to, degree,
4: to create functioning tear ducts. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's much same scarier. as my, uh, my butthole. There's nothing. <laughs> oh, there. Jesus. They had to use an auger to get the. It's much scarier. One time
2: I went to the urologist yeah. and they, they had to stick what was akin to like a guitar string in my urethra. Oh, yeah. oh Jesus. God, dear man. God, did that hurt. What song oh. did they play? me, me, me. Black water. Black water. did they know me. No, they didn't know me. No. Here it comes.
3: Wait, you joked about the the hiney, um, <laughs> but I know uh, a child that had to have that done. Well, uh, like, I like cause sort of like you're talking what you what you joked about. They does had to like root it.
2: Ooh, yeah,
3: because it it didn't form properly. I guess. This
2: is oh Preston's penis. Yeah, this is him playing on my penis. <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that uh, oh well, let's listen. talk about sometimes things else. don't happen the way they
7: should. <clears> you have to uh, you have to adapt. So, Steve, I I think I might have sneezed in and around the neighborhood like 40,000 times on Friday, and when I woke up on Saturday, my body – Felt it. it. Every single bit of it, it felt like I had. <laughs> like, like you'd worked out? Like I had worked out, yeah. Good ab exercise. It is a total oh workout. God. There should it be was... new gyms called sneezies. Well, my neck hurts now. Um, it didn't hurt before. Have um... you ever. It happens occasionally
4: where you'll sneeze and you'll pull a muscle. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or you'll yawn. Uh-huh. And that really
0: makes you feel like you're an incredible physical specimen. We've talked about this before, but uh, people that have broken ribs that have to sneeze. Yes, it's oh, man. apparently the worst. Literally the most painful thing in the planet.
2: Ugh,
0: excuse me. Sorry, that's the second time I've <laughs> yawned
2: I'm here today. You right bro? Glad you're with really us, <laughs> <laughs> Exciting
4: show
8: ahead. Excuse me, You're going to love it.
2: I'm tired. It was my birthday weekend, so I broke my dry January. Oh, oh did you? Oh, you did? I did. How badly did you break it? I didn't hurt myself or anything like that, <laughs> but oh, I... No. Uh, uh, I, no, was, I, I was it after prob like after prohibition let up. No, 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 no. Okay. I had to, like Friday night. I had two beers and two cocktails, so I, it wasn't that's not okay. An old no. fashioned, no, just uh, uh, bourbon and ginger. Yeah, a little bourbon and ginger. Like have, gin- in
7: in honor of Ginger
2: Baker. I, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, yes. cuz you
3: knew what was going to happen on Sunday. I yeah. I have I have,
2: yeah. I have found kind of the secret though. Is if if I do want to imbibe. And listen, I go to bed fairly early because hey, we get up You're drunk. Right? We get well, <laughs> kind of hammered. No, we get up ridiculously early yeah. for work. So, you know, 11 I'm, I'm ready to go to bed. You know, midnight sometimes. But anyhow, I found that if I wait until much later before having a, a cocktail or two, it's uh, better than, you know, starting at happy hour because yeah, I just want to well, have more. Yeah. I just want to maintain that until Betty by. I just want to maintain that buzz until I go to sleep. I found that out about myself. I like to go to bed drunk. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. so for your purposes
4: and the way your day plays out after you leave work, would it be better for you to start drinking when you get in the car?
2: <laughs> Probably. On the way home? Yeah. No, no. But i found if I wait until like, you know, like 830 or nine. Yeah. As opposed to you know six o'clock or whatever, going yeah, out yeah, going yeah. out to dinner and start drinking them because then I just want to carry it on till I go to sleep. Daddy's
4: going to beg you
2: kiss. That's right, you kiss kissy. <laughs> um, Daddy's
4: going to beg you kiss.
2: But I found that that's uh, that it's not that I want to sit down and drink a dozen beers. It's no. just I end up doing it for the majority of the day. So if I if I wait till later on. Then it's four as opposed to ten. All
5: right.
2: <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. There's a method to that madness. Hey, it only took me 52 years <laughs> to figure it out. To figure it out. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Wait, and so my uh, no shopping January is yeah. going well, in case you wanted an update oh, on I me. I forgot you were
2: doing yeah. that.
3: Yeah. yeah. Nothing. I, it Just if, if just we, the necessary. N- yeah, just, just online.
4: Just online. No,
3: no. <laughs> Listen, and it feels good. And, like, I'm looking at my credit card statement. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, wow. I'm going to so have so much oh. extra
4: money to use for next month.
3: Yeah. Hey, well, my... I kinda wanted to well of course Saturday is February first. So I'm like, I can buy something Saturday, but I kinda wanna extend it, like see how long I can do go. it. That's yeah.
2: What I did with dry January last year. I did dry January. I'm like, this is actually I feel great. And I'm gonna and I kept it rolling through February. I did two months of that. Okay. I'm putting it
7: into my escort fund. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh I so I started uh Pop Tarts for dinner and uh so, so far I'm Pop Tarts January? January. I'm, I'm one day in and I, I think I'm gonna continue that.
5: Good. Yeah. That's, That's good.
7: really good, man. Yeah. Pop Tart January, but only the last week of January, Yeah, starting on the
3: twenty seventh. By the way, I'm glad you
2: mentioned that because I did see that uh, Pop Tarts has teamed up with Good Humor to create Pop Tarts Humor uh, Tarts. Yeah, well, kind of like popsicles. You know, yeah, oh! not, not, no, 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 not popsicles. Oh, um, they call those novelties, like yeah, ice cream novelties. It's the brown sugar cinnamon bar. I think they could have gone with a different flavor. I uh,
4: I love brown sugar cinnamon, but I agree. I think there are other other flavors that scream for it. I thought you were going to say something that they were going to create like an ice cream uh, sandwich, a a Pop-Tart ice cream sandwich. That'd be good, too. Well,
7: it's like that strawberry shortcake or chocolate eclair pop uh, novelty. I like one of them chocolate eclairs. eclairs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me talk to my insurance man about them (laughs) eclairs. Real quick, we need to move on here because uh, why? Because um, Steve, they're coming up with uh, cinnamon toast crunch ice cream. Okay, did you hear about that? Were we under pressure? We're not under pressure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we just we wanted to take the heat off of him for saying oh. clear.
5: Real quick, oh, oh okay, real okay, quick, move
4: on. Uh, this You're just here. in: uh, we're changing topics
5: now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I
4: love cinnamon toast crunch. I love it. I will use it as a um, as a snack. As I said, I don't eat it as a cereal. I will eat it with a glass of milk. Yes. So it's completely (laughs) not like cereal.
0: (laughs) Two different types of cereal over the weekend. I had the Cheerios and I had the Frosted Mini Wheats, and it occurred to me that the dust you get from Cheerios is the worst cereal dust possible, and the dust you get from Frosted Mini Wheats is the best. Meaning you know, that the residual dust in the milk. No, the residual dust at the end of the box. So I, you know, <laughs> for whatever reason, like the dust that you get from the Cheerios, it, it like it's a dry and chalky, and it will make you sneeze. But the dust you get from the Frosted Mini Wheats is a delightful treat at the end of the box.
4: Well, you could pour the dust at the bottom of a box of Frosted Mini Wheats into the milk, and it would be just like you crushed up the, the cereal, and you could eat it completely the way you would want to eat it. I knew I loved you. Right, yeah. but the Cheerios no. is more like a uh, like a slick.
0: Yeah, it's and it's, like it's like, slick. it combines with the milk and and, and makes a, just an awful uh, gelatinous goo. So it's goo. very it's very very fine, too. Yeah. like if you were to accidentally
2: breathe it in, you know what I right, mean? That's like, what I'm it, like it's particulate matter in the air. That's they say would cause the coronavirus. <laughs> coming okay. Come oh, on. and I'm sure. glad you brought that up. I over the weekend saw pictures of bat soup. Yep. This stuff that apparently <laughs> may have started this coronavirus. Yes. That's just wrong, man. Is it all? As I've oh, said my many God, times, <laughs> Kathy, it's disgusting. Not only is there a full bat, like bat, and not like, not like a uh, some bats can be kind of cute looking. They look like mice with wings. This is a big vampire so bat-looking disgusting. thing, Kathy. They have yeah. situated the mouth so it's so that the fangs, the mouth oh is open, God. and the f- it's <laughs> oh people God. eat this, and then they showed pictures. Of the carcass afterwards with the innards oh, eaten out of it. Oh, man. It's repulsive. No wonder you have coronavirus. Oh my
7: God. Well, wow. and, and
4: as it goes to the, my point, which is at a certain point, do you have to eat
2: literally everything you have on to earth? Eat all
4: that. Do you eat rocks Listen, too?
2: China. God bless. For whatever reason. They they have decided to eat everything. every
4: goddamn thing.
2: We've I, I would I would sleep with one eye open if I lived in China. Scorpions on a stick,
4: you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like,
7: mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
2: How do you like your bat, Rusty?
7: Totally. Yeah. And you okay? <laughs> if we're talking about gross things that people are eating, uh, there is a uh, there's a fire company in New Jersey that is having uh, muskrat night. Uh, yeah, Casey, you sent me that link. We we've talked about this a few times before. Okay, did you see the picture that they did I, last time we were here? I told you guys
2: and had them show pictures of these full car. I didn't even look at the one you sent me because I've seen it so many times. But yeah, the full carcasses. Yeah, uh, kind of the braised.
7: So and, what would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the
2: Teeth on them and everything. I, I would. I would eat those any day over the bat soup. Uh, but, they yeah, it's a big festival they have every year. Yeah, okay. Uh, we did talk about that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all and right. it's wild, and it's in New Jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, like, like these, these places sell out of muskrats. Like, it's it's a very I'm popular I'm sorry, delicacy. guys. We're all out of
4: muskrats. <laughs> yeah. We have some bats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're not as good. I, the kid's just screaming. He just was so into his muskrat. God, Do you uh, want a bat, sweetheart? No. Bat
2: soup. How about, how about rat, rat poop? Do you want <laughs> you some rat poop? <laughs> I don't like rat poop. Uh, but, yeah, Case, the, the muskrat thing, no thank you. How about and,
4: snot on an otter?
2: And they essentially, they just skin them, and they, they leave. It looks like, I guess they take the innards, the, you know, the, 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 the organs out, but the, the, the animal, the carcass is whole. They don't take the meat off of it. The face is on there and everything. Uh, the big teeth sticking out. It's nasty. Do you know what's good news, though? There are some uh, vegan muskrat
4: <laughs> options that are really close oh, really? Okay. oh my god i go to a place called i can't believe it's not muskrat <laughs> and uh, the lunch rush there is
7: crazy well you got to get there early right absolutely okay. same thing yeah like lunch because and, and
4: then you go you
2: go there for the early bat special at two o'clock <laughs> think about that so that that animal has the word rat in its yeah, name yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's not it's not a muskrat it's a musk rat <laughs> is the name of that animal You shouldn't eat anything with the name rat in it. Well, for example, why you wouldn't eat an Ebola soup. Right. (laughs) I eat a bowl of soup. Yeah, not an Ebola (laughs) soup. Not an Ebola soup. (laughs) bread bowl of soup. A bread bowl of soup. (laughs) This is just that, but that... The- stop eating everything. The bat soup thing, man. I People thought- of China, stop eating bats. I thought you were joking about it when you no. said it last week, and no. then I saw the stories this weekend, and I'm like, well, yeah, there you go. You thought to, you thought everything was going to be just fine when you were eating your rat, your bat soup. How could this possibly happen? It was uh, what was the movie Contagion with uh, Matt Damon?
4: Did yes. it start with bats? They talked about that, uh, and then if you look about uh, outbreak, it was monkeys. Well,
2: and in uh, the passage, the book, the novel, which they canceled the show, which is too bad. It started with bats as well. You're right. Whole thing begins with the the bat um, thing. Yeah, bat (laughs) thing. So anyhow, I don't even know. We didn't even discuss. We we did not. But that we pop tarts. Pop tarts. I wanted to do a historian segment. I've been itching How about the be- history of bats to do the historian, but I, uh, uh, I it's already nine thirty three. I know,
4: and and you have to spend some time with a historian story because you, you there are meticulous, fascinating <laughs> <laughs> little peeks into our past.
2: Because ninety three three W, Casey just went.
7: <gasps> <gasps> I like it that I like it when, uh, and I think Marissa has the same thing when you look down at your phone and it's ninety three three. Yeah, I don't know why. And you just guys like always me. like
5: that? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. She hung
7: for muskrat. Yeah. <laughs> I've <laughs> gotten uh, bills,
0: you know, at a, a, a Wawa that have come to $9.33. Makes yep. me happy. We mm-hmm. talked about people who will
4: not uh, accept a receipt that has 666 on yeah. it. You talked no about way. this. You There's an actual phobia against it, and they'll purchase, something add, like, else. a pack of gum on just to not have that.
5: Mm.
2: Maybe instead, when you see 933, like, give them an extra yeah. dollar or yeah. something like that just yeah. to be nice. Right. When you're buying, maybe, maybe eclairs cost that yeah. much. I don't know. <laughs> I'm
4: like, well, yeah, well, yeah the eclairs are...
7: Our very Annabelle likes her eclairs stuffed with bad. Does eclair sound that weird? It does. E-clair. Instead of eclair, yeah. I,
3: say, I, I think I say eclair.
7: Oh, I do you? No, you I say, I say Reese's.
3: Yeah, that I'll um. never get. I'm, I'm just <clears throat> I'm I'm never gonna get that correct. That's how i was gonna say it.
2: You might. I e-clair. I would wouldn't doubt e-clair. if you say eclair because you also say
7: decal pike. Yeah.
5: Instead <laughs> of
3: decal
7: uh, pike. you say New Orleans. New Orleans. Yes. New, yep. 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 New Orleans. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I blame Tasty Cake because uh, it's a tasty Claire.
0: Oh, Tasty
7: Mm. Claire! Tasty Claire! Not Tasty Claire! Not Tasty Claire! Tasty Claire!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's a that's a thing that they have, Tasty Claire? Oh yeah! I don't think
4: I've had it. Oh oh, yeah!
5: Oh god! Trust him. Yeah. Annabelle loves them. Oh, Annabelle loves
4: them. (laughs) I I got put him in her mouth to
5: keep her mouth shut.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Bill, what are you doing in the room with that doll? It's
13: Annabelle. (laughs) It's E-Claire E-Claire (laughs) night. Oh yeah! <laughs> if <laughs> Bill had
2: a real doll, it would be it wouldn't be named Annabelle. Have <laughs> you watched those
4: in those Annabelle movies? No. So okay, so in the second Annabelle movie, not to go on a complete engineer. What's, what's here. The, the the so the, con, the Conjuring is the, con, is the first the, time the you see okay. you see the Annabelle doll. Mm-hmm. At that point, it's been through the process and it's all you know knotted up and effed up. But there's sort of a prequel story where they, they this family finds the doll. Oh, we'll put this in the nursery. This doll is the most hideous looking thing yeah. out of the box. Yeah. Oh, we've got
2: to put it in the baby's room. I mean, it, it just...
4: <laughs> no! It, it looks horrible!
7: Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Annabelle's a mess. <laughs> hey, <laughs> all right, now we're moving on to baby dolls. Um. All right. So remember when the girl called in? She was tripping on acid when she dunk- went through the dumpster, dumpster to find her doll. In yes. Atlantic City. All right. So what kind of doll was that? Uh, it was oh baby something or other. Yeah. It was like a like a pocket like a purse mm, or like a bag. It was, it was a pillow. pillow. The pillow person. Pillow, pillow person. Yeah. Okay. So I to go to sleep the other night. I put on Big, and it was Big the extended version. Have you guys ever seen that? No. no. It's crazy. What happened? Okay. So, well, first of all, uh, they show his baby sister in the crib, and she's got one of those pocket person dolls in the crib with her. And I thought that was weird. Now, his best friend. What's his best friend's name? Josh. He's Josh. Josh. (laughs) No, Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Uh, I don't remember the kid's name. Sorry. Okay. There is an extended scene before he goes missing where he's at his dinner table with his family, and his mother is an abusive mother. And she's sitting there. His Wait, best, Josh's, mom's mother or the best Josh's, friend's mother, not Josh's. The best friend's mother okay. is abusive. Yes. Yeah, so, so, wow. so She's verbally abusive. They're all sitting at the table, and best friend is 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 he's preparing all the food and giving it to everybody. Eat your she, bat. And she's yelling, berating everybody at the table. I don't know why I had to work all day, and then I had to do everything around the house. And everybody's sitting at the table like, wow. don't piss off mom, don't wow. piss off mom. Where yeah. did you Where did you come across the extended sequ- The extended uh, um, cut of Big? On uh, Xfinity On Demand. It was just one of the free movies that was available. Huh. Uh, and, and so there it, it... So she's mildly abusive uh yeah yeah like verbally and you're and so you feel bad for this kid you're like huh. oh wow like because josh is in this loving family right. and, st- and so there were a lot of and that was all in the beginning and then i ended up falling, so i didn't get to see all what else they left in the movie so
2: that doesn't really add anything to the story so i could see why they yeah. leave that out Take you know out,
4: yeah. in fact yeah. it would just be
2: a detraction make
4: you sad that's right. why yeah. they cut ginger baker out
2: <laughs> uh <laughs> i didn't know he had parts in that we're watching other extended uh, deleted scenes, and it looks like uh, Josh and his big size, I guess, is maybe confronting bullies or something like that and pushing a kid around or something along those lines. Yeah, I could see them not wanting to do that. Interesting. No, I never knew that case. By the way, his name was Billy. The, his friend's name That's was it. Billy. Um you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh also I've I think I've told you guys about the the extended scenes in That Thing You Do. Yes, right? yeah. Where it confirms that and it's another Tom Hanks movie where his character, Bud White, or Mr. White, is is gay. Yeah. Uh he pulls up in a Corvette with Howie Long. Yeah. I no kid way. you not. Yeah, you Howie Long with Howie Long
13: <laughs> and
2: and uh, Guy, uh the main character is drunk, he's coming home from that jazz club and Uh, Howie Long turns to to Tom and is like, should we take him with us? And he's like, I don't think our friends would like her. I don't (laughs) think he'd like that very much or something like that. But it's clearly indicated. Yeah, yeah.
4: Did you see there's also an extended amount of footage? And we've all seen extended footage from The Godfather. But there's a scene where they, you know, when they go with the whole cannolis scene where they're going out and and doing the Clemenza. Mm -hmm. There are a series of errands that they
2: run on that trip. (laughs) You know what? I did see that. Yeah. Was that part... Did they put that
4: in the... God put, put it saga? Back in the
2: saga. Yeah. Some of it, but there's yeah.
4: even more.
2: Uh, they they pick up some bat soup. No, they. I it. It. <laughs> this place
4: uh, has the best bat soup in town.
2: I don't know where I stand with extended scenes because sometimes it kind of you know they they left it out for a reason. Well, you know? it's exactly.
4: Sometimes the best version of the movie is the movie this the theatrical version they release. I love The Exorcist. It's a masterpiece. Uh, there, I love seeing the additional scenes,
2: but the best version of the movie is the version released. There's an extended scene in Groundhog Day where uh, Bill Murray's in a pool hall and he's shooting pool, and he is just running the table, doing ridiculous oh, right trick shots. Because he learned, yeah, because he's been there for ten years. Gotcha, and uh, and he's taking he's, he's hustling a guy, and uh, he's also. Saying some pretty sarcastic things, or like it, it kind of sullies his character even a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'd never seen that before right. until recently. But he's just, yeah, he's doing these unbelievable trick shots where he's running the the whole table. Yeah, we're looking at. Uh, they found video footage of it coming up here on the monitor right
0: now. I have an actor friend who was in uh, Men in Black Two, and uh, his scene was completely cut from the movie. And really? So, yeah, and so it ended up in the deleted scenes. But for him. <laughs> The deleted scenes uh, were something where it was ended up on his highlight rule because it was the only scene that he had in the entire movie. Oh, and they cut but it. They cut it. Yeah. That so sucks. He's in Men in Black too, just yeah. not the version you saw in the theaters. Well, that would suck. Wow. Well.
2: all right. Anyhow, um, I don't know what we talked about here. Pop this Tarts. has been Pop Tart. <laughs> this is Pop Tart. Chats, the whole thing. Bad soup. soup <laughs> Bad soup. Ginger
4: Baker <laughs> and.
2: Everything you need right here on the Press and Steve Show. Uh, What we need to do, though, is take a break. I do want to remind you, though, our Word of the Week prize. We've reset for this Monday morning, and we're getting excited because one of the next big things on our calendar is the Cardboard Classic. It's March uh, 6th, and we are going to have this cool ski and stay package at Split Rock Resort for two nights. So... You, you'll be totally taken care of. You get the water park, the whole thing, it's split rock.
4: And it's it's a mini vacation, A, and B, present. I just thought, what do you think the odds are? And Annabelle is going to come down the mountain.
2: Oh, oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I, I hope so. <laughs> uh, so we'll do the letter at the end of the show. We're going to take a quick break, come back in a second to get some B file stories when we
14: return. 93 3. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2020 shot on location at the Met Philadelphia. 12 magnificent months featuring the most gorgeous girls and our loveliest listeners. On sale now for just 15 bucks in the MMR Rock Shop at WMMR.com Order by this Friday to have it in time for the holidays or get your hands on a free copy at an upcoming calendar raid while meeting the girls and members of the show. Details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
12: We
2: got another run and some bizarre stories, and let's get them to you. Now,
1: WMMR presents Dizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre. bizarre. Final. <laughs>
2: Brought to you this morning by HERS, shared by Philly families for over seven decades. Pick up a bag of your favorite hers at your local store during your next grocery trip. Uh, Keep it Philly, Philly, with hers. This is a freak story. An Indonesian teenager has described for the first time his terrifying swim to safety after a fish leapt out of the sea and speared him through the neck.
7: Oh!
5: A sailfish?
2: Uh, No, it's called a needlefish. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah, And I saw a picture of this fish through his neck. It is, it's hard to look at. Um, it's it's in deep, right? Yeah. Oh, it's all the way through. Yeah, yeah. Uh and it's big. The the fish is, is larger than you think it might be. Muhammad Adul revealed how the force of the needlefish impaling itself in his neck Threw him from his boat and into the water, prompting a desperate swim to shore and a sprint to a hospital some 90 minutes' drive away. Yes, I have a fish in my neck. The fact the 16-year-old is still alive and able to tell his tale is thanks to his quick-thinking friend, a bit of luck, and some very careful surgeons. The injury turned Muhammad into a bit of a star after pictures of the fish in his neck went viral and were shared around the globe. But he says that it was just meant to be a late-night fishing trip with a school friend named Sardi.
4: Now he's a DJ known as Fishneck.
2: They were about 500 meters off the beach. Sardi turned on the flashlight. At that point, a needlefish suddenly jumped out of the water, he said, and stabbed my neck. Wow. Muhammad the fell
4: velocity off. it had to be traveling at.
2: Yeah, he fell off the boat into the dark water below. The fish's long, slender, and sharp jaws pierced through the skull of his neck. Jeez. Uh, from just under his chin to the base of his skull. What's more, the fish was thrashing, oh. pushing the teenager around in the waters it tried to escape. Muhammad grabbed the fish and held it tight hoping that he could make it stop and uh, possibly, make, you know, keep the injury from getting worse. Stop with the thrashing. He said, I asked Sardi to help. He stopped me from trying to remove the fish to prevent bleeding. The boys somehow managed to swim back to the beach with Muhammad holding the fish clasped in his arms and still stuck in his neck. His how, dad how did he do that? rushed him to a hospital about an hour and a half from their village. But when doctors there were able to cut the fish uh, so just its head remained in his body. They couldn't remove the beak from his neck because they could not have. They didn't have the right
7: equipment. God. Okay, so 500 meters from shore, that is roughly 20 lengths of the pool. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, and he's doing that, um, holding on to a fish that's embedded
2: in his
4: neck. On. That's insane.
2: For that, they needed to travel further afield to a provincial hospital. Staff were stunned at what they were presented with uh they required five specialists to carefully remove the remaining of the remainder of the fish and a sports fisherman uh took an hour long uh in the surgery 5 days later mohammed is uh ready to get home his neck is bandaged it doesn't hurt anymore and he still can't move to the right but he is smiling so it's huh. miraculous this kid survived uh all right this is a is a horrible story but it's bizarre file worthy Court documents reveal that a child in Mesa, Arizona, was given money by his grandfather in exchange for taking pills and to urinate into a cup for drug testing.
4: Oh, boy.
2: Police uh, responded to a child abuse call at an elementary school. The officials there told the police the victim. An 11-year-old student showed signs of drug overdose. The child was then taken to the hospital. Staff members told the police. The 11-year-old said that on Monday his grandfather, his grandfather, Paid him $40 to take half of a pink pill and later urinate in a cup so the grandfather could pass a drug test.
4: Your urine's clear, but you're eating far too many gummy bears. Uh,
2: The victim told school officials that his grandfather uses marijuana and did not want to test positive for marijuana use at his doctor's visit so it could result in the grandfather not receiving additional morphine medication. Thanks, Grandpa. Police say the victim vomited multiple times after taking the pill. Police officials said they later interviewed the victim's mother, 29-year-old Carolee Arlene Ruck, who told investigators the victim told her on Tuesday that he had taken a pink pill for his grandfather. Court documents state Ruck knew the pink pill was morphine because of prior knowledge. Ruck's mother suggested that she take the child to the doctor, but she did not and made the victim go to school instead. Investigators said... That the victim admitted to taking white pills for his grandfather and urinating in a cup for over a year, and that his grandfather usually paid him $20 to do so. The white pill was identified by the victim's mother as a lower-dose morphine pill. Why was um, he doing this for over the course of a year? I don't know. He was on some kind of observation. Maybe he was in a treatment program. Oh, God, I, I don't know. what a wonderful grandparent. Rook is accused of child abuse, was released without bail. She is the one who is being held responsible for this. For stuff. this? Yeah, believe it or not. Thanks, Mommy. Messed up, man. All right. Lighter news. A clown couple who has a fetish for wearing face paint and costumes is revealed. They're looking to spice up their already kinky sex life by inviting a third person into their relationship.
4: I'd like to bring another clown into the relationship.
2: <laughs> Locke, Jester, and Miss Candy from Oceanside, California open up about their desire to live as full-time clowns on the Weed TV reality series Extreme Love. Explaining that they're clowning around and also carries over to the bedroom. Listen, after
4: a while, it's, yeah, big floppy shoes and horns. It becomes rote, routine. Uh, We needed something new.
2: uh, She adds, uh, we really enjoy clown sex. Mm, Who doesn't? Uh, She says clown sex involves at least makeup, right? If not some outfitting, maybe a nice bow around the Johnson or something to decorate. Mm, That's beautiful. Locke met Miss Canning on a clown fetish website two and a half years ago when he was looking for women to join his circus burlesque group. He said, we live and embrace the clown lifestyle 24-7. It's our lifestyle at home. It's our lifestyle in our career, he says. We are living in a rough world. Clowning goes away uh, from the... uh, Goes away from the misery and terror that is the world we live in. Yeah, there's no terrifying imagery associated with clowns. Uh, The couple is looking for someone else to share their fetish with. And as Lockchester explains, threesomes just make sense for both of us.
4: Of course. I think in the clown world, threesomes make perfect sense. Right, Preston? That's
2: that's what they're looking to do. All right. uh, Let's go. We'll end with this one. It's... um, it's a horrific story, but it's a it's a great case of uh, detective work, and uh, this guy's going to be going to jail. Okay, good. Authorities believe a Florida man arrested last weekend is a so-called pillowcase rapist Ooh. and is responsible for a string of notorious South Florida assaults that took place in the 1980s. Okay, so Robert Eugene Kohler was arrested after new DNA analysis allegedly tied him to a rape in Miami in December 1983. So over 30 years ago. But listen to this. The DNA matched samples from a number of cases between 1981 and 1986 left by a suspect who became known as a pillowcase rapist. He would, In those cases, he was believed to have attacked more than 40 women wow. in metropolitan Miami, wow. often concealing his face with a pillowcase shirt or towel. And all authorities have linked this guy to at least 25 cases. Now, investigators searched his home, underneath which they found an excavated area they believe Kohler was building as a dungeon. Oh, my God. Several safes were found, one of which contained jewelry and trinkets, authority believe could be souvenirs from his victims. They also located a metal nail file wrapped in a protective covering that Adams said could have been used as a weapon in many of the pillowcase rapist cases. But the interesting part was how they got him. So the key breakthrough came when his son was recently arrested in an unrelated domestic violence case. His DNA was similar enough to the pillowcase rapist that they found in the database... Wow. ...that investigators believe the unknown assailant was his father. So police, watching Kohler's home, followed him to a public area where DNA swabs were obtained from objects that he had touched. The samples were analyzed, leading to a probable cause for his arrest. And then after his arrest, police obtained a search warrant allowing them to get a swab of his DNA to confirm the match. And so far... He faces two felony counts of armed sexual battery from the 1983 that's case. That's amazing. In that wild. Yes, they got it. now that they get the DNA from relatives and connect the dots, and then if that person is still alive, they can go get a sample and confirm that stuff Crazy. now. It's Imagine incredible. if
4: somebody does the DNA swab on Kathy, what that'll yield to. Well, there's
3: so much
2: that's been on her over
4: the
3: years. No! No, oh, no that's not what he meant. Dear no. God.
2: All right, and there you go. That's what I have uh, in the Bizarre Five for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll test you on uh, your attentiveness to today's program. We'll have a lesson question, and we'll get the trash and music news, too. Stay there. We'll be right back.
13: Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him, too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly.
8: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
2: All right, I'm going to do today's lesson question. Going to give away a $50 Lee's Hoagie's house gift certificate. All wow. Right, so, yes, that's what I'm giving away. Question that I have for you this morning. What rodent delicacy is making some serious inroads into vegan cuisine? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. From early this morning. It's not bat, I'll tell you that. No,
12: it's ridiculous. What,
2: what rodent delicacy is making some serious inroads into vegan cuisine 215263 WMMR if you heard that little tidbit earlier you know the answer call right now give it to us let's see if you can win we're going to do the trash while you're calling in
1: the trash business is a gold mine 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash and it's brought to you this morning by Lee's Hoagie House you can make your big game party the
2: best ever with award winning hoagies and cheesesteaks from Lee's Hoagie House and Lee's can cater your party no matter the size find the location closest to you at Lee's Hogiehouse.com. Lee, What's going Lee,
4: on? Lee, 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 Lee. Lee.
2: Social- What's going
4: on, Steve? <laughs> Social media trying to figure out just what a flirty Jesse J whispered to boyfriend Channing Tatum while walking the red carpet at a charity event. Friends walking with the couple tamped down. The Fuhrer saying Jesse had asked Channing what the fourth largest export of Peru is, to which he replied, Zinc. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Tamara Judge and Vicky Gun- Gunvelson, you know these names, are legendary. Two longtime cast members <laughs> of The Real Housewives of uh, Orange County announcing they will not return for the show's 15th season. The two had apparently been cleaning out some old pocketbooks when they found their self-respect.
10: Oh. Hey!
4: And finally, Bachelor stars Jade Roper Tolbert and her husband, Tanner Tolbert, losing out on a million dollars after uh, the sports betting website DraftKings determined the two violated their rules uh, to win. The Tolberts say losing the million doesn't matter because they have reality show love, which will last for three months. <laughs>
5: <laughs> 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 that's your Harley Trey. <laughs> All
2: righty, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What rodent delicacy is making some serious inroads into vegan cuisine? I will go to Jakob for the answer. Uh, Muskrat. I'm going to call him Jacob. Well, he got it right.
5: Yeah!
2: (laughs) Hang on, Jacob. Yeah, it was uh, Muskrat. That is definitely the answer. Hang on the line there, Jacob. We're going to set you up. I'm going to give you a $50 Lee's Hoagie House gift certificate. Lee's Hoagie House is now accepting party orders for Sunday. Contact your local Lee's now, and you get the best hoagies, cheesesteaks, and wraps around for the game. Lee's Hoagie House, same as it ever was, visit Lee'sHoagieHouse.com.
1: Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR.
5: Yeah! Yeah!
2: Brought to you this morning by McGuff Bus Company. If you're looking to earn extra income in your retirement, McGuff Bus Company is hiring for part-time afternoon drivers with a valid New Jersey CDL. Uh, continue to have a rewarding career with a flexible schedule to fit around your life. McGuffBus.com. The Grammys were last night. We did a full uh, rundown of that earlier. All the information you need. Yep. And uh, just uh, I'll touch on some of the rock awards because uh, we already hit who won what. But uh, Ginger since, Baker, the big winner, right? Yeah, he was a big winner. No, uh, best rock performance this land from Gary Clark Jr., Uh, Best Rock Song, This Land, from Gary Clark Clark Jr. Best Rock Album went to Social Cues from KG Elephant. And Best Metal Performance uh, went to Tool. And they won for Tempest from Fear Inoculum. Drummer Danny Carey and bassist Justin Chancellor accepted the award during the pre-telecast portion of the ceremony. uh, ceremony. Uh, Chancellor told the press backstage that the band was pleased to win for this song in particular. He said, it's great. I think it's a song that we're really proud of, kind of pushed the boundaries a bit from our point of view. Uh, We were still being experimental when we did this particular track, so that's pretty satisfying to be able to kind of still go out there and be included in this group of musicians, so that's great. In his acceptance speech, Kerry had said, wow, it kind of renews my faith in humankind that there's long attention spans left out there.
4: That was accidental, sorry, but...
2: That there are long attention spans left out there that can listen to a 12-minute song. (laughs) Uh, The other artists that Tool beat in the category included Candlemas, Death Angel, I Prevail, and Killswitch Engage. Obviously, one of the big things that was uh, looming over the Grammy Awards was the death of uh, Kobe Bryant in that horrific uh, um, helicopter accident. Musicians from the rock world did reach out on social media to post a few things. Papa Roach, the band, tweeted out, In shock, thanks for all you contributed, Kobe, RIP. Uh, Paul Stanley posted a photo of him and Kobe shaking hands, writing, Kobe, such a shock, my condolences to his wife and children, very, very sad. And Gene Simmons had also uh, said, Rest in peace, Kobe, you were one of the greatest. God rest his soul and give his family strength during this difficult time. Gone too soon. Uh, Also reaching out, Flea, huge basketball fan. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was just at a loss for words. He just wrote I love I love you Kobe. Lenny Kravitz wrote always legend. Brett Michaels devastating news this morning. My thoughts, prayers and condolences go to the entire Bryant family at this painful time. And of course this went a- a- across all kinds of uh spectrums as far as uh, entertainers, actors, musicians. Sure sports, stars, uh, politicians, and so on. A clip from Jack Nicholson earlier. so He yeah. was
4: completely distraught.
2: Yeah. So those uh, outpourings do continue and will for the uh, next several days, I would imagine. Ozzy Osbourne's ability to sing could be adversely affected by his Parkinson's disease diagnosis, according to medical, ex- medical experts. Dr. Rachel Dolhun, vice president for medical communications at the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research Told Forbes that patients often experience difficulties with speech and swallowing while battling the disease. She said it does this by affecting the way the vocal cords and swallowing muscles actually move. This is a this is really a core part of Parkinson's for a lot of people, and it becomes a very difficult symptom to manage. Steve, you remember um, uh, Linda Ronstadt? Linda Ronstadt. Yeah. yeah, she she doesn't sing anymore. No, she, she does not. Can't do it.
4: Uh, speaking of Ozzy Preston, he was uh, at the Grammys last night. Yep, yeah, he yeah. was in the red carpet, right? Right, right. Walking with a cane. And he presented? He did. He presented for, I believe it was, God, what was it?
6: Was it Best
10: Hip Hop? or
4: best? He, uh, he a, had a Sharon, categ- right? Yeah, a category that was not rock.
0: But, nope, the uh, clip that I saw, Sharon did most of the speaking.
2: Yeah. Um, John Lair, head of the nonprofit Parkinson's Foundation, concurred that um 89 of people with parkinson's experience speech or voice disorder saying it makes just having a normal conversation not even singing just very difficult well oh, so, that sucks that's too bad that is too bad uh disturbed singer david Draven said on an interview here with the uh, the radio station i'm not sure he, who he spoke to was it jackson uh no it was brent porsche oh brent yeah uh, that the next leg of the band's current touring cycle will focus on the 20th anniversary of the band's uh, debut album, The Sickness, which came out in 2000. Mm. Sickness. Sickness. The entire touring cycle. this has so sec- been a special album for us. He said this section of the touring cycle, if you will, is going to be celebrating the 20th anniversary of The Sickness. Sickness. Uh, so you'll be getting a lot more material for the record. Uh, Lots
4: of songs.
2: You'll be getting some surprises. Ah, huh. uh, we'll definitely want to pay tribute to what started it all for us, and we're looking forward to really digging deep. Uh, the sickness was originally released in March 2000. Remains Disturbed's biggest selling disc, with more than five million copies sold. It contained the singles "Stupefy," "Stupefy Voices," Suss. and <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say "siss"? <laughs> and down with the sickness that's right yeah so we'll uh we'll get to see all that live now speaking of uh Barbecue, another band on the bill dirty honeys yeah newly released cover of the aerosmith song last child probably got the best endorsement it could last week when aerosmith bassist tom hamilton wrote on twitter just heard dirty honeys version of last child really good it's pretty solid i yeah. got a video of them performing that's awesome it. Uh, Dirty Honey covered the song for the Amazon Original Series, available only on Amazon Music. The original version was released on Aerosmith's classic album, Rocks. Uh, Dirty Honey vocalist Mark LaBelle said about the song, Aerosmith has been a huge influence on our band, and Last Child is a staple in our live set. So, staple to be tipping our hat to the band is really special. Special. Uh, last week, Dirty Honey embarked on the first leg of its 2020 Rolling 7's North American Tour. They'll I think I think this band M barbecue.
4: Band's going to have legs, Preston. I yeah.
2: think they will. Speaking of uh, Aerosmith, at the 62nd annual Grammy Awards Friday night, uh, they saw we saw the band honored as the 2020 Music Cares Person of the Year. Proceeds from the annual benefit gala will provide essential support for Music Cares, which ensures that music people have a place to turn in times of financial, medical, and personal need. Although, as expected, drummer Joey Kramer did not perform with the band. The event was drama-free, with a clearly emotional Kramer appearing with the group to accept the award and address the crowd.
4: Huh. Can't believe right.
2: he went ahead with it.
4: Uh, I don't know, or maybe there's <clears> a realization <throat> that he came to. I, I don't know, perhaps it says that the band is correct in saying he's not up to the uh, yeah.
2: up to the ability to play the way they need him to play, and that he's still going through some stuff. At one point, uh, as Steven Tyler read his prepared statement, he physically pulled a tearful Kramer close to him. So, wow. You're special. <laughs> And one last thing, and this is uh, a sad one to end on, but uh, Marilyn Manson touring bassist Juan Aldorette uh, has been in a coma for more than two weeks after suffering a serious injury in a bicycle accident. Oh, man. Yeah, according to his wife, Ann, the 56-year-old musician sustained serious head trauma in the form of a traumatic brain injury. She wrote on Instagram Friday night, Juan was in a solo and very serious bicycle accident on the 13th. Not far from our home. He, as always, was wearing a helmet and protective clothing, but sustained serious head trauma in the form of a traumatic brain injury. His form of TBI is diffuse axonal injury. And as of today, he remains in a coma. Jeez. He said the only prognosis is to wait and see as the brain is a complicated organ and the outcomes for DAI patients has a range as wide as the C. Please keep one in your thoughts. And yeah. he was
4: wearing a helmet at the time.
2: Yeah. Said Aldorette was uh, previously the bassist in uh, Racer X and the Grammy-winning band, the Mars Volta. Uh, In November 2017, he filled in for uh, Marilyn Manson bassist Twiggy Ramirez at the OzFest meets NotFest Festival and has been Manson's bass player on tour since then. So hopefully he comes out of this. Well, let's see. There you go. That's what I have in music news we got one more break to take, so we're going to do that very thing. Come back in a second. And uh, we have this cool ski and stay package for the Cardboard Classic. Excellent. That we're going to be giving away with the letter of the day for Word of the Week. So stay with us. We'll be right back with that.
0: What's new? Live, you asked? Green Day.
2: Sturgill Simpson.
14: Papa Roach. New music. More of everything that rocks.
2: On 93.3 WMMR. Getting ready to wrap up today's program. And a bit of a down one it was because of a terrible thing that happened to a son of the the Delaware Valley. Yeah. Uh, Kobe Bryant killed in that uh, 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 helicopter crash. So we had our friend uh, Michael Barkan on. And uh, he and the rest of the gang at NBC Sports Philadelphia have something coming up uh, 6 o'clock later today. Um, that you'll definitely want to check out. But, uh, you know, he had a lot of great things to say about Kobe and his career and his impact and local ties and all that.
4: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's really nothing, you know, you can say other than you just need to, to feel it. And uh, it is one thing, though, if anything, it's a reminder that uh, say what you want to say to people that you care
2: about when you get the chance. Nick had uh, pulled up the information. They finally released all the names of the people that were killed. Oh, they in did? The crash. Okay, yeah, yeah. so you had uh, a, a few of them we already know, obviously Kobe and his daughter Gianna. Uh, and then John Altabelli, who was the basketball coach and uh, his wife Carrie and their daughter Alyssa there was another coach uh, basketball coach Christina Mauser uh, the pilot was era uh, Zaboyan, and then I, another kid which I didn't know about uh, Sarah Chester and her daughter Peyton so I guess I don't know if they were if all those three of those kids were on the basketball team together but they all look about the same age just oh just terrible, terrible.
3: Well, and they were headed to that tournament, so yeah. it's yeah. likely that they were probably yeah. playing in it, yeah. you know?
13: Is it um, believed, uh, I, I, I think it's probably too early, but uh, is it weather-related, do we think? Well, it's they said that the, the weather,
2: fog. it was foggy and that it was considered dangerous conditions. But there was also another story uh, of a, a person who was in the area where it went down and was outside, who was at a church, who was having coffee outside. And heard a low-flying helicopter go by and said that it sounded like it was sputtering. Like it said,
3: the witness said
2: it sounded like there was trouble.
3: Yeah, that was, so that was pretty early on that yeah, that report was. came out. Um, but what I did see is somebody else who flew that helicopter for Kobe said it is like it was just his opinion, but he said it's likely not mechanical. Right. It's probably had to do with, with weather. the weather. But I also talked to um, a helicopter pilot and he said that the type of helicopter it was is able to fly through fog and conditions rain and conditions like that where a lot of times the police helicopters will because that's what they're saying out of L.A. is that the police helicopters were grounded and they said typically they'll do that. They will ground those, but that the, that type of helicopter is, does have the ability okay. yeah. to to travel through that.
13: Mm. So the investigation is going to take a while as you would imagine, so legendary uh, concert uh, promoter Bill Graham was killed uh that way. I, I I don't know if you know again it's too early to tell with Kobe but uh um he had left the venue and he was taking the helicopter to his house because it was such a a, a long drive and um it was foggy and the guy was too low and he ran into a power line. When we were in
2: London, there was yeah. a uh, football uh, right. owner yeah. owned, owned yes. a football team while we were there, and it was a tragedy. There were <gasps> it was all over the news. It died in a uh, uh, in a uh, helicopter accident as well. Yep. So. I've, I,
4: I've been on helicopters countless times and always felt very safe. But I mean, you know, you, these stories are there.
13: Yeah. You know,
2: mm-hmm. absolutely. Other than that, that's obviously tragic news, and uh, we definitely covered it today. Uh, how was your weekend? Uh, oh, yeah.
13: it was great. Cool. Uh, the Geeter Show was amazing. <laughs> nice. Um, Jackie and I got invited to go on stage, and we were on stage for the Tramps finale for Disco Inferno. Yes! <laughs> and, and dancing. Um, Is and there I'm, footage? Uh, there might be. Yeah. I don't know. I think his girlfriend... Uh, his I think his girlfriend, Brittany, or maybe Kevin Gunn took some. I don't know. But um, uh, Jerry, we went back to Kiss the Ring at halftime. Yeah. And and it was a really fun show. Jackie Wilson's son, Bobby Wilson, who sounds just like Jackie, but he's got all these moves like everything between Elvis and Michael Jackson and James Brown. You see all these elements, and he danced all over the stage, does these great songs. And, you know, all these different people were on. And then we go on, and um, Jerry goes, you'll come out with us during Disco Inferno. Jerry, no, it's not necessary, really. We'll we'll be fine. We'll th- we just wanted to say hi. You will come out with us <laughs> during Disco Inferno. No debate. I will bring you out. Yeah. And I go, what, what, do you want me to sing along? I don't even know. I mean, you know, Other than Disco Inferno, I, I sure. don't know how to sing. This. He goes, you will come out with us. <laughs> all right. Yes, Godfather. <laughs> yes, I kissed the ring, and there we were in the wings uh, when it happened, and all the bands come
2: out. You can't mistake that song. You cannot. Did you end up
13: singing at all, or was no, it mostly dancing? No, no. no, I mean, well, there were there are four members of the Tramps. Yeah, yeah, and they each had a microphone, and so Jackie and, I, and but there were all the players came out at that point, so. Uh, you know, someone that got there late might have gone. Oh, those two guys are interesting looking. Because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't quite look like the rest of the group, uh, but there we were, twirling and dancing, and uh, bowing to the geeter and then everyone walked off stage together. So it was quite nice. It was a lot of fun. That's, That's cool, fun, man. Fun. Excellent. Well, we are back to business. And yes, the Tramps are from Philly. Are they yes, they, they are. are. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right, uh, we're back to business as usual, which means we got to start our Word of the Week today. You ready? Yes, sir.
1: Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter.
2: And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. B as in beautiful. All right, we got a B, gang. What the rest of the letter is going to be? Well, let's find out through the week. And we have a really cool prize. Cardboard Classic Ski and Stay Package at Split Rock Resort Two Nights Hotel. March 5th and 6th, plus a pair of passes for both nights for H2O Water Park. Bowling and the movie theater, Split, uh, Split Rock Resort, located uh, between Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas. Just a quick drive away in the Poconos, so we'll give that away on Friday, which is really cool. Uh, what's coming up on the show today?
13: Well, we've got 1000 bucks possibly coming someone's way at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m., Also, tickets for Roger Waters in the round, which uh, you guys announced. uh, That's going to be an incredible show. It's going to be July 10th. Uh, uh, And we also have tickets for uh, Jimmy in Camden, Jimmy Buffett in Camden, all this week to give away. So a lot of tickets to give away, uh, possibly money to give away. Eddie Van Halen's birthday was yesterday, so we will celebrate that in a workforce block. Eric Clapton and Allison Chains also on the block today. So it'll be fun.
2: Thanks, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve been brought to you today. Bye.
13: What's uh, going I didn't on? Wrap it up, will you? I, I got it. I didn't Why, need to
2: it. Why did it do it again? Hang on a second, there. There, there we go. go. Okay.
13: So What's that noise?
2: Brought to you today. <laughs> that
13: stinking noise.
2: Where's that sound coming from? Where's oh, that f- whatever it is. Sound
6: coming from? <laughs> what am I talking about? Nothing on here.
2: Uh, what need <laughs> to eat pizza? <laughs> brought to you by Acme Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, the official supermarket of the President Steve Show. Also brought, <laughs> Lola. <laughs> Also brought to you by Drexel University's Test Drive. February 10th through the 14th, visit drexel.edu slash test drive. Tomorrow on the show, none of your business. Yeah, get a fly out tomorrow. That's <laughs> it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang.
5: Bye-bye.
7: <laughs> the Greston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live.
6: I think this is America, and I have every right to expect that at 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning, I should still be able to get a nice breakfast sandwich at the local convenience store.
14: Why that doesn't happen, I don't know. Next message. Next message. I don't know why
11: y'all are so stupid in the
8: morning. Why don't nobody know how to drive no more? I don't know. But I'm hungry, goddammit. I want to eat. I'm
11: trying to get to
6: the restaurant. Move.